0: I'm Justin
1: Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics.
0: And I'm Phil Wolf of the Nefros Initiative. You're listening to Snakes and Stogies. The only podcast dedicated to fine tobacco.
1: All things reptile related.
0: And the people who love them.
1: As part of the Repeticulture Network. That was a very fast 30 seconds. I was like, man, this is... This is taking a minute. Oh. oh. Hi. Oh,
0: the Ow. socks. The oh, infamous toes. Oh. Oh.
1: You know, that, that layout worked really well when we did THP uh, last week, though. I mean, it doesn't yeah, do well. It's,
0: do because, year, it's but... because Ryan and I are too close to the camera. You know, you, you and Jake and everybody were, like, leaning back, relaxing. Me and Cox were like, hey, what's going on?
1: See my nose hair?
0: Hey, how are you? I was trying to show you guys my yeah. I, know. I
1: didn't I didn't I had to throw you out. My maybe.
0: mangrove only a year old. It's growing nice.
1: What kind of like a mangrove?
0: Bush? I actually it's it's either uh it's either a, a red or a white. I don't know. Um I won't know for a little while. But uh I raised it from a propagule that Anna Maria stole from me from a uh from a, a garden show. Propagule. A propagule. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages.
1: Yeah, it's your turn to do the intro for once, damn it.
0: Uh, you're joined. Well, let's rephrase oh, that. Sorry, man. Right, no, man. It's man. it's no. been a long day. It's been a long day. Man. You're listening and/or watching to Snakes and Stokies, episode number 114 on the Herpeticulture Network. Brought to you by the fine people of the Pacific Northwest, the Puget Sound Pythons, and the exclusive cage, rack, enclosure, habitat manufacturer of the show and the network, blackboxcages.com. We now, all of us own black boxes, and I actually have some photos that I took. They're not the best. I haven't had time to make them pretty and set things up or whatever, but I want to showcase mine because... I got one of the several that I'm getting, and I wanted to ask you about yours. The pack job is phenomenal, but before we get into that, we're joined by the one and only Mr. Ryan Cox. I feel like a flight attendant. Yes, Ryan, you're muted. Yeah, man, we're off to. Or as he's named himself, Gaboon, but bite
1: victim number seven.
0: (laughs) There were seven last year, right?
1: I
2: don't know. I just that was I the only name jet. I came
0: up with. Who I flies can't.
1: jets at nine at night? Our government. That's yeah. who.
0: Yeah. Stealth fighters. <laughs> I don't mind the jets,
1: but I do mind the jets when I can't hear anything that's going on because they're flying above my house.
0: <laughs> Scott Iber says it sounds like a public service announcement. It is. <laughs> don't worry about I'm not those NG 42s. Scott.
1: I have not forgotten about the five questions thing. I just, I've been, I've been busy. We're going to make it happen in the next like week. I'm going to hit you up either tonight after we're done or in the morning or or tomorrow, my morning. Not, that's like your lunchtime, I think, because you're in the future. And we're going to figure that out. But, um, there are, I have two other five questions recorded, edited, and ready to go. They just have to be uploaded. So one's going to be coming on Wednesday, and the other one's going to be coming the following Wednesday. And I'm hoping to have more recorded by then. So completely unrelated. Just figured I'd let everyone know. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Good.
2: Good. Good. Yeah. All lined out.
0: Oh,
1: go. Darren Boswell. Look at that. You got two Aussies in the house.
0: Nice. Let's
1: do it tonight straight after if your game. I'd have to come up with questions on the fly, which I can do, I guess, if Phil and Cox sort of take the helm for a few minutes while I focus my brain power and harness it. Because when it comes to those five questions, I'll be completely honest, I put way more effort and thought into those questions than I do the outlines
0: for most of these shows. Nice,
1: nice. (laughs) Because I want them to be like... Good questions Yeah, and you don't not want
0: like to, the generic Yeah. Catered to the questionee.
2: Yes. Your, your five questions videos are on point because every like I feel I felt like when you first started doing it, like not gonna lie, I was like, Oh great, this is gonna be the same video every week with different I'll things. Be whack. But you yeah, you've you done you've, you've done very good at keeping it very, very Very varied.
1: Well, I want to like, yeah, like Phil said, I want the questions catered to the guest. Like, I don't want it to be like, "What's it like living in Australia?" I (sighs) want to be like, "What's the biggest problem between like what you see in the Australian hobby versus what you see online with the U.S. hobby?" Like, you got to take take things and snap its neck. Turn I, it around.
0: Like, I, I actually like what Scott said. Scott said two questions from me, two questions from Smitty, two questions from, or one question from. I mean, Cox.
1: I can do that if you guys, if you guys
0: think we'll of them, let them down. Yeah, we we'll, figure got, we,
2: yeah we'll figure it out. Good so I'm, I'm not good at shooting from the hip with questions. It takes like two days.
0: <laughs> That's all right. We, we got time. We'll figure Neither time. am I. But Coxical, what are you drinking and smoking, brother?
2: Uh, so. My stash like was like almost long. empty, and it's uh, a Kentucky Fire cured. Just I no. found saw a generic tin for I think it was like the the cigar cigarillos for like Anatellas.
0: I think it was a, I think it was a tin for like eleven bucks. I was gonna I smoke it up one early. of the long ones that Smitty gave me. I only have one left. Oh. I was gonna smoke that tonight, and I said, you know what? No, I'll save it for something Thanks else. I just smoked
1: tonight. I was so sick of those things.
2: And what are we drinking? No, I. It, uh, actually I'm drinking Hornito's ranch water.
1: What? Hmm. That sounds like ranch like yeah. ranch dressing. No, Hard it's marsh. so it's
2: like a tequila, lime juice, and like, like carbonated water. Like
1: stuff that you find sitting wow. in a horse trough after like two months. That's literally people. what I was thinking.
2: I was yeah. thinking of horse trough goobers.
1: Ooh.
0: Horse juice. mixed with Ooh, mixed, mixed with, with peckery hair.
2: Good goobies up in there. Maybe a, a a floating uh
0: mosquito larva in there. A little protein. Yeah. You know they put the they put the the mealworm at the bottom of the bottle of tequila. They should just put like peccary hairs in the bottom <laughs> of the you know Some
1: malaria infested uh, mosquito larvae. Spice know. it
0: up a bit. A little tuberculosis with every shot. Hey, does the know, body good? TV never hurt nobody. Just a pinch. <laughs> it actually hurt everyone. <laughs> <laughs> for actually, a whole hospital so here it, in Louisville. We'll for, just lungs, for that. Right? There's a whole hospital in Louisville for. For uh, tuberculosis? Yeah, have you ever disease. heard of Waverly Hills? No, man, I'm not caught up in my world-renowned hospital facilities.
1: Man, that's what that uh, Disney show was based off of, Wizards of Waverly Hills.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's a, it was a actually it was a hospital here for, like, the 1890s up until, like, the 90s, um, for like, about a hundred years, actually, now I say that. <laughs> um, but it was just, it, it specialized in tuberculosis patients. They like had like a whole like funeral train in the back, they were just always ready to go because so many bodies were just coming down this like shoot every day. People just just died from TV back in the day. Wow, jeez. Yeah, as I if, I if when Jake and Casey come up here, if the tramp if the uh, the tramp if the trip is cu- cut short because of the new job and everything, um, I might see if we can't go on a day tour there. That'd be cool, man. Be, it's like it's, a it's lot pretty of cool with the cadavers, thing. and it's uh, yeah, a lot of... <laughs> It's like Disney
0: World, but it's just like going down, yeah. going down a splash mountain. Yeah. Oh man, Billy Jenkins touching on that Woodford Reserve tonight. That's classic.
1: Well, hold up. When? Oh, since nice. when is is Jake and Casey coming to hang out with you?
0: Yeah, where's did our invite? You not Jake, not, read, yeah,
1: Jake never. Did you not never read. In, read our before. group chat ever? I have not been in the group chat in like two
2: weeks. Phil's been so a long, man. I know. Oh, well, Phil. I told you to file in. All right. I'll check it out. I think they're going to come like, the 1st of June or some shit like that. I got to look again. We set a date. We are going to go down to my parents' place uh, down on the border, but it's it's the new job's going to make it kind of weird because I'm off. Like, I'm technically working five days, but I'll be uh, off, like, Saturday night, Sunday night, and I go back to work Monday night. So things will fall kind of weird with that. So it may just be kind of like we, we they come up here, we all hang out, uh, they'll just crash in my place, we'll save some money, and uh, find some good spots in there, so maybe go hit, hit up some timbers about 45 minutes south of here. I need you to get me them crazy milk coppers, them purple coppers. Well, I, I was in that area this weekend.
1: Man, yeah. the Rattlesnake Conservancy got me with their April Fool's post, dude.
0: Dude, they got
1: everything, was. So I, don't, I was way more excited about that than I should have been, but I was like, yeah, finally. People yep. came to their senses. Fine. And I was like, wait a second. I looked at the date, and I was like, ah, shit. Yep, that'll happen. <laughs> if anybody missed it, Rattlestake Conservancy was like, Crotalus Atricadatus is now a full species after years of research and all these other things. So basically, canebrakes got to be their own species. Which at one point they were either their own species or subspecies. I don't remember which one off the top of my head. Of course, Phil and I have talked about it a lot. <clears throat> and so I was I thought it was legit. And I realized within about thirty seconds of posting, oh sweet, check this out, guys, in the little group chat and I was like, wait a second. It's the first.
2: Yeah, they got you pretty you were so fired up. You were like, Hell they, yeah.
1: They, well, they picked thing. up the, the one thing that everyone's like been waiting yeah. for.
0: Not, not that it even matters, but still, just right. <laughs> Billy Jenkins. Yeah. Hashtag Cambreaker Bust. <laughs> uh, oh, so, Smitty, what are you smoking tonight?
1: I got my old standby, man. I got some Neanderthals, some HNs.
0: That's good, man. I went with my old faithful as well. Liga Privada number nine in a Toro. Ooh, nice! This is uh, just—I'm
1: the more I'm convinced this is like the best cigar ever made by a mortal. I don't—I don't care what anybody says. uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Neanderthals
0: are it. I haven't had a chance to uh, go to the tobacco store just because life and busy and time and it's a hike and I need to. I need to freshen up. If only we had someone that shipped cigars and worked at a cigar (laughs) shop. I know. I know. I know. I always forget. I know.
2: Well, that's what me I went out last second to get these for the night because I was like all I was down to was like I think I got like a factory second and I got a full-size Kentucky Fire Cure in my case and I'm like man like I was like maybe I'll get a Cohiba tonight like I'm on like a little mini vacation anyway and then I was like nah we'll go for quantity over quality we'll get the little 10 going and I opened you it know, up about
1: was that know what we got in at work we got your l 40s Ooh,
2: really I might have talked to you about that. The, around haven't 15. seen those in, in a hot time. minute. No, I and have not seen in, those
0: either. Speaking of hard to get sticks, what's up with the ninety nines, man? Uh,
1: we've got like a whole box of them on the shelf. No one's touched them.
0: All right, I'll buy some tomorrow. It's buy crazy. some. Tonight.
1: They got so oh. they got so much hype because they've uh, Drew Estate's been teasing them for like three years, and finally they hit shelves, and they're only allotting stores like one box, you know, per order, and. I think the, a lot of people tried them and just they got overhyped and people smoked one and were like, man, it's good, but I'm going to go back to my number nines or t 52s. So Drew State kind of shot themselves on the foot on that one. If you ask me, but
0: that's what happens when you hype something up too much,
2: you know, that's the worst thing when they hype something up to no end and then they just don't deliver. And that's it's not as far by
1: any means, but that's the problem. It's like, they, they hyped it up. They, they, Kept telling everybody, like, oh, you know, here's this cigar you're never going to be able to find. It's going to be awesome. It's, Check it out.
2: Is that the one that they were, like, act, they were like sending it to certain stores and they were, like, directing it? Like, you had people coming to you for that cigar?
1: Kind of. Like, they did a lottery system for a while. Okay, yeah, that's
2: the
0: one thing about that. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying yeah, to I, find. I, I asked every shot by me, and half of them didn't even know what it was.
2: That's what I needed to go to our actual like local like there's a there's a store that I need to go to more. I if I was a good person. And the dude's like a legit like tobacconist like you. Um he like put his heart and soul into starting his little tiny hole in the wall shop just for sticks and stuff. And um like he always has some stuff and you go in there and you're like, Hey man, like that's how I got into it. I walked in there, I was like, Hey man, like uh yeah, I want to try some cigars and the guy's like, What are you like twelve? And I'm like, Actually I'm nineteen, sir, but like, you know so he took him back there, and we talked about some stuff. And he's like, "What do you like?" and stuff like that. And he sent me home with like uh, Don Peppin. Is that is that brand? Yep, you right?
3: Don't.
2: Yeah, right. Don of the Pepper?
3: Don Peppin.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he sent me home with one of those. Um, he was like trying really to, like trying to knock you out, dude. Yeah, well, he well he sent me that. He sent me that. Uh, this really light, like um, acid blondie or whatever, some shit like that, and then some big ass triple Maduro.
1: That was probably Camacho.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he like he's like he says, he says he goes he goes go home try these out. He's like he like, he said what did he say? I think he said steal some of your dad's bourbon if you if your dad don't drink bourbon, steal as heavy as beer he has and sit there and just enjoy it. And he uh, was a cool cat. I hope hope he's still alive. Fuck, it's been goddamn almost ten years now. But uh, yeah, it was a cool little place. Yeah, they, really they don't make them like
0: that. They don't make them like that anymore, man. True, legit, good old boys. That's why I
2: got this tonight because I, just, I went quantity or quality. But man, the Bevada pack, I guess Drew States is putting little tiny Bevada packs
1: in, the tens. in their tins now. Yeah. 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 Man, that thing was
2: drier than a communion cracker.
1: Yeah, I mean, that just means it's been in there a really long time,
2: so. I put it in my, I, I put about eight of them in my little uh, Pelican case and mm-hmm. let them kind of hydrate again.
1: I've you got some from Phil see. that are, have been in my case for like a year and they're still like almost bursting at the freaking seams. They're so damn full. Yeah, but that's
0: that's because you got the nice the nice uh, Pelican case. If you, if it was just a Tin Man, they'd leak. They'd
3: oh, yeah. leak yeah. real bad.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I actually, I took this one out of my travel box because I didn't feel like climbing across my room and getting the other one, but that pack, I think, is literally the Daytona pack, and it's still squishy.
3: Yeah. You
2: know, the ones
0: from awesome. fucking April or from August last year? <laughs> yeah, dude. Damn. It's, start, it's just starting to get firm around the edges, like the border of the pack, and it's a 62, and it's, just, it's still squishy. So kudos to both. I have man.
1: one from the Daytona before last from Phil. Really? And, I'm and pretty it's sure. Still, yeah, that's open. Still, it's in
0: the Pelican. Yeah, but it's open, though. Yeah. It's the cellophane. Peel. Wow. That's yeah. awesome.
1: The seal, man. It's all about the seal. All
0: about the seal. Super cool.
1: What's new on the reptile front for the, the week?
0: Um, Nothing crazy <clears throat> on this end. Yeah, nothing too crazy on me either. You know, feeding stuff, warming stuff back up, warming stuff back up that I'm not even breeding just to keep things cyclical. Uh, my big female rink, my biggest one, my meanest one. Uh, was looking real drab and I assumed that it was winter colors which I'd not experienced before despite having all the ones i play played with over the years and she shed and I was like alright this is she shed let's let's see if she changed color she doesn't shed in like phew, I don't know four months five months maybe and dude perfectly back to normal so I'm really thinking that that was some kind of seasonal darkening yeah. So. yeah
1: I mean it would make sense
2: yeah, it would. I mean, we you get that more with more a lot skin. of those kind of species, they will darken up. Yeah. I'm trying to get some photos put together oh, to send yeah. the fill in a little bit. That way that you way yeah. can kill some time. But, uh,
1: there's been good photos coming from the NPR gang in SoCal, which there has been. Yep. They've had a phenomenal trip, it looks <sighs> like. Man, it looks so cool. Scott says he saw a bloke get smoked by a textilis. Ooh, awesome. <laughs> that's, that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> Cox sent me a video of some dude getting bit by a garrion earlier. That, that was funny. Oh my god. <laughs> that
2: video was wild.
1: And you see the thing like arching up like, what is that? And then it whipped around and grabbed him. Scott said it was hilarious. Dude, because did
2: he, so he didn't. Send he went,
1: that video pat, to pat, Phil pat, and, and then the just went whack.
2: Hold on, I'm getting this album put in there so I can send Phil some pictures from the reptile zoo.
1: Well, it's funny because you can tell he got bit because it shows the like the the mouth open. And there's like blood all in it. Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> there's just a spot of blood where it grabbed him. Man,
2: I am no photographer like Casey Cannon. Going to these Dude pictures it, from the zoo, and I'm like, man, that's absolute
0: trash ass. Dude, Casey's got some great photography uh, action.
1: Dustin wants to know if we're coming out to Arizona this year. I wish.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I've I've already booked up. I've already allocated my time this year. I will not be taking a bona fide herp trip this year. So I may do something either before Daytona or after Daytona, but that's going to be about it. Other than local stuff. I do stuff.
1: maybe plan something for twenty twenty three. I might might have to make that happen. Let's all just go to Costa Rica,
2: dude. I'm fucking dude because Kara has a friend and she's a little Spanish teacher. And she's spent time in Spain, I think, in Mexico, and uh, maybe Costa Rica and Panama, like doing like little study road trips and stuff like that. So like she could like get us around and you know keep us out of trouble at least.
1: I know Let's enough see. Spanish to not get killed.
2: That's a big thing right there.
1: I know enough Spanish
0: to, I'm to figure out where you, where you up, where the bathroom is, and how to order a beer. <laughs>
1: Mexico. I would. I Let's mean, see, up there. Mexico, yeah, that's the that's one of my top spots. We're going to get into that in a little bit, too, but.
2: No, nah, because I think kill Street could would be pretty dope to go to because just some places you can hit. They're like um, fairly resorty. So you could take your family with you and you could be like, excuse me, they can stay at the resort, hang out, do their thing, hit the pool disguise it as a go family to... vacation. That's it right there.
1: Katie would be on to me real quick though. She would figure it out in a heartbeat before what? we even left. What? Before we even got on the plane, she'd know. She'd figure it out. Oh yeah, there's the other thing is you man, your cat's out of the bag.
2: Katie's she gonna can, be like, what are you she doing? She
1: can read me like a book. She knows when something's out and I'm trying to find it. She knows all these things. It's
2: <laughs> Cox, where'd you send them, buddy? I'm sending them on Messenger to you. Okay. They're I sent about twenty photos. Just something like you can throw some together whenever Smithy has to kill time in a second. I'm gonna run in here and grab another another ranch water. Okay, they they have not shown up yet. I imagine they will shortly. Oh, there they go. Yeah, they're yeah they're they're, they were literally loading. Okay, cool.
1: Nice. Oh man, I did go road cruising the other night and did it on Instagram while I drove, which was probably not a great idea, but um, didn't see anything. Saw dead cotton. Cobrahead.
0: Yeah, I'm beginning to think that the live road cruising is not a good idea.
1: Oh, I had I had I'm an idiot because I had a phone holder and instead of putting my phone in it, I was like holding it while I was driving. Yeah. yeah. Cigar in hand as well. Ashed on myself. That'll happen.
0: Ranch <laughs> water. Mike said he I'm found not a that warm either.
1: <laughs> it's not warm. Thank God.
0: Alright, let's see some photos.
2: Worm snakes are cool. That was actually one of the first snakes I ever caught was worm snake.
0: Alright. Here we go. What do we got here, sir?
2: Oh, that was, so this is, it's hard to tell these pictures because like, so you're trying to take it through glass in a dark building, but that is like a 14-foot fucking scrub python. So Really? In, uh, uh, KRZ, in the
1: watermelon wall. Yeah,
2: so, uh, KRZ is divided up into, like, you show up there, you pay your $10 or $12 to get in, and then you show up to this little tent, and then they have their intern there, and the intern's like, hey, you know, welcome to the Gryptal Zoo. Gives you the whole spiel, like, you know, we are a venom extraction facility, um, all these sheds you see around us are full of venomous snakes, mostly uh, western diamondbacks and Russell vipers, um, you know, the whole thing. And then they direct you to different areas. And so this is from the area called Giants. And there's uh, a scrub python, a caiman lizard, a tegu, a reticulated python. Um, behind it, there's like a native tur- turtle habitat, which is, I think, so cool, but it was closed this time. And I think that's it. That scrub, so that is a – that's probably about a three-foot deep pit beneath it that they were they were filling up with water at the time. And that scrub, she had a head. I'm not kidding you. was as big as my hand.
0: Dude, it looks like a four foot IJ. <laughs> they don't, I thought it was at first, because well, you know?
2: that because that room that room is six foot deep, but probably ten foot wide. But probably from from the above the pit right there, it's probably three foot tall, and that's a whole cedar tree. They've got cocked across wow. there. Wow! It, that that thing was truly impressive. There's the Cayman lizard, and that was a. I went with a group of people who were not reptile people, like Kara's. Um, you know, she deals with me, so God love her, um, and her friends are just generally curious. And uh, they were in love with the camel lizard because that hit that thing. It was in full color. The head was super oh, yeah. bright. Look it at was that tail looking around. Mm-hmm. It's it was pretty cool.
1: Oh, there
0: we go. There we go.
2: So that's a western Akestridon. Nice. Which, so
0: Phil, do you know? Did they lump all copperheads together? So <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Yeah, it depends on who you ask, and forgive me for clearing my throat, but do you remember a while ago I sent you a collage that I made of the different ones? Yes. Okay, so Mm -hmm. in the Herper world, in my opinion, that collage, which I will send to Smitty and we can share it everywhere, um, that collage, and they're just photos I stole off Google, so don't get too excited, folks, Um, that gives you a, a good representation of each species in one picture So, you can kind of get an idea of what it's supposed to look like. It's a good representation of of the phenotypes. Now, as far as I know, there's only three or four now because I think everything in the southeast, like everything southeast of the Mississippi, got lumped together to the best of my knowledge. And now I'm saying, and I'm pretty sure that the osage got mixed in with Transpacos now but i could be wrong i don't remember but yeah they, they changed it like they changed their underwear
2: okay because i was asking the the intern there and the intern he was actually really knowledgeable um he had he had croc experience and he worked at a couple um research places for them and uh i was like i was like so uh, like i was like just genuinely curious I was like are all copperheads lumped together now He's like, uh, depends who you ask. He's like, Some people say there's an east west variant, some people say there's a north south. He goes, It's just honestly, we
0: just stick to the eastern and the western for now. Yeah, and that's that's interesting because I know Underground got a bunch of uh field collected stuff that was out of Texas and it not not Texas was it Alabama? No, I don't, I don't remember where, <clears throat> but there was supposed to be two species, and man we could we racked our brains we could not figure out there was no difference between them they looked identical and there was like 20 of them so who knows we could have been had they could have all just been westerns or whatever but it uh it didn't they none of them looked like a textbook specimen and it could have very well been an integrated zone i have no Mm -hmm. idea so but yeah, the... Because uh... that, was, that was very popular with our little
2: group is they loved the western. They walked up and they're like, whoa, Ryan, what is this? I'm like, well, technically that's just a copperhead. And they're like, whoa. Uh, I think that's the Pacific rattlesnake. Oh, no, 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 that's the Mexican. That's a Mexican rattlesnake.
3: That's
2: a Mexican? Uh, just looks like a normal Aatrox to me.
1: Is it? it looks like an Aatrox well, to me. Yeah. Well, Let's keep was, going.
2: Well, the thing is, it looks like it looks like a normal Aatrox, but the think is, it was way bigger than the Aatrox. <clears throat> okay. In weight... It's and I think it's hard to get this because there's glass and so there's. Justin,
1: what's yeah,
0: that? Yeah, that's a op. Wow, look at the fatness on that thing.
2: <laughs> I think it was hefty. It was huge. It's uh, at one point we walked through. We were looking at um at a black pine snake that was showing off, cruising around doing its thing, <coughs> and the the transpacos like sprawled out. And Carol was like, She's like, you need one of those." I'm like, "They're huge." <laughs> nice. it, was, it was. a bit of six foot long.
1: Wow. They're awesome snakes, man. You Uh-oh. need one. Get one. Facebook does it weird where it's like reversed. It doesn't make yeah, and sense. like, it, look, does. like
0: how it keeps wanting to kick me out. Yeah. So there's yeah. the pine. That's the
2: big, yeah, the black pine that was out cruising around doing this thing. Doing old Neodesha. That's why I was geeking out. Of. Was just, there was some stuff in there, because you know KRZ's been around for a long time. And that's the old,
0: the big old six foot Neodesha's were cool as shit. Yeah, it's really cool to see them when they're not like all broken and cracked and crappy, you know? Yes, Scott. In a, a potential hazard.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Bunch of stuff in the tracks. Hey, look at that thing.
2: Hey. Oh, yeah, the, the conjur they had mixed in there with in the this is in the tropical venomous house. And we walked in there nice. and then Kara goes, point out point out. She goes, she's like, that is a huge green tree python. And I'm like, what? And she's like, that is way bigger than any of the green tree pots we've seen at Dominique's or at zoos or anywhere. I'm like, that's a, I think that was a hefty bioc, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, it looks like a bioc. Thick with
2: thing. two C's.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Thick with two C's. I had the big the big dragon snout where the snows Can-tean. all flare out and stuff. That's a canteel. Nice. That was something I thought was pretty cool. I didn't know what canteels were
0: part of a keyster either.
2: Oh, yeah. Really How come those are more popular for
0: that. Um, I think because the ones that are really pretty are really expensive and the ones that aren't is just like a elegant cotton mouth. Yeah. I don't know. Makes sense. Yeah. Nice. I really love how the backgrounds are oh. painted. Big old Mamba. Is that a
3: Jamie?
2: I can't remember if that was a Jameson. Yeah. Yeah, I think it that's a be. Jamie.
1: That's a palmetto corn.
0: <laughs> is this is a Philippine. Uh, no, um, Simar. I that's believe that's not that's not Simar.
2: No way. I can't. I can't remember. It's because there were so many. The other thing was like the cobras, because you were a big allapid guy. So for me, like I look at the vipers and I really zone in on those, and the cobras. Whenever I start looking, I'm like, wait a minute, what is this again? I was looking over. Like, is this a black and tan? No, that's not a black and tan. It's all over. Nice. It's a a, a huge, huge collection of cobras. The big ass puff. Or no. Was... Puffy. That's a puffy. Yeah, the big, a big cool. puff.
1: Equatorial spitter.
3: I
2: think it was
0: it's yeah, it's, Bandit it was the... Snouted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> zebra. I love like
2: <laughs> I suppose there's a zebra in the background too. <laughs> God, I can't believe it. I had to take that picture so many times because these are behind double glass. So there's a glass wall on the front and then there's the glass of the cage behind it. You know, worry the
1: they're worried that Bois are going to teleport through both pieces of glass <laughs> through time. <Yeah>, right? <laughs> like
0: they do in there. <laughs> now, were they saying this is rustly rustly or are they calling this something else? I can't remember.
2: Honestly, I wasn't looking at the... Okay. That was wasn't the one that I was looking at. You
1: should have taken pictures of all I the blacks. Well, I took a picture. Yeah, it's of a
2: really white blacks. colored.
1: You should have been ready for follow up questions.
2: Yeah, right. I'm sorry, Justin. I was trying to. There's the <laughs> black and white spitter. they had. Yeah, it's just so sitting immensely. in the corner. Yeah, that thing was. I didn't realize how cookies and cream those things can look. Oh, I yeah. did not realize because I've seen videos and then I saw that one real Like, wow, that thing is literally black and white. <clears <clears <throat> hmm. That's impressive. Yeah, the lighting does not. i so do just on the glass. No, oh, it's, it's hard, so hard to get pictures in there. What was that? Oh, the, best, the, the levitator.
0: Yeah, right. Good. That's good. They got the new scientific name that you all can pronounce.
1: Is that a jumper? I, yep. I,
2: I took a picture I of that one because I know you all always, like, say those things levitate and shit.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Love That's you. a big one, man. It's a good size. Oh, dang. Yeah. I think. Yeah, you it figure was, that was, water bowl is be... probably uh at least a 12 inch, if not a 16 inch diameter water bowl.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of them were 12 inch water bowls because they had a Habu in one. That Habu was just, oh it literally we were in there and it got in there to soak and it overflowed the whole thing and the cage was just like filling up so fast. Oh, nice. Nice big old king. That k- king was that king was cool because there was so that where it was, is was just a king. And I want to say there was um, maybe a rink above it and a red spitter. Cool. And the I'm king just amazed was just, like, to see a picture of a
1: King Cobra without someone's hand in frame with it. Or a rubber
0: one.
2: Right? Well, I almost I almost did my hand in frame with it because um, that thing was huge. i have never seen a full size king before. I've always seen them at zoos when they have like an eight foot one before they trade them mm-hmm. out for something else that doesn't scare the shit out of the keepers as much. Oh yeah. And he was just they, they said he, his name is Puppy, and they said he was 14 foot long, and he's 25 years old. Wow.
0: Very cool.
2: That was, like, damn. That was some cool stuff like that I seen sitting around there. I thought like they had uh, the Russell Vipers. They had a thing of, I think, Crow Fab, but it was in Spanish. Uh, no, it was another vial. I think it was some Thai Red Cross stuff. Here you go, Phil. Nice.
0: Very, you cool. can see in the next picture. The, the, the fancy worm snake. Holy crap! I was not expecting it to be that big.
1: What is it? I, was, <laughs> I couldn't read the label from here.
0: So, it's stiletto snake. That
1: oh my that god, is,
0: what? that is what happens when you tube feed fossorial snakes. Looks like a rubber ball. It literally looks like a rubber ball. Look at those fat rolls. Jeez,
1: like a busted can of biscuits.
0: No wonder it's not underground. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. That was not meant to be there.
2: What Whoa, is that? that that? That didn't send me that one.
0: <laughs> that they didn't did. send me
2: that one. Don't you, don't you put that juju on me. That, dude, that's it from your very message Oh, that's,
0: that's
2: your, the that's your serious message serious thing. thing. Sorry about that. We like do not
0: condone free handling the Herbiculture Network.
2: KRZ <laughs> does not free handle. This is not a thing.
1: Scott yeah, that was
0: a, that was a picture that Cox sent me many, many months ago saying, Look at this dipshit.
1: Oh, I think he sent me the same one too, now that I think about it.
2: Yeah. I like to see all the videos of dipshits. Speaking There's of plenty of them to them go, go around, around on the internet. I'm listening to fill the one of the Gariel too. Not just to should be shown yeah. on air. But for shits and gigs. It's very funny.
0: Yeah. Oh, somebody just sent me Is something that poor else. Soul. Oh, here's the Gary. Uh, Henry. Alright, hold on. Yeah.
1: Henry sending stuff.
0: No, it's Cox sending the Gary All video. Oh. So
1: damn it, Henry. It's...
2: Damn, somebody coming in late tonight in their private plane. I'm by a little private strip, and this dude is coming in late on his little Cessna.
0: Alright, here we go. Share Perfect. screen. We're gonna get
1: flagged. Ready? We're not gonna get flagged. It's not even. It's like no worse than a cat bite. Shwhack, you don't even see anything. <laughs> He's so lucky. That's a Garriel. Yeah, I love how he just turns around and walks away, as in, like, damn, it got me.
0: You know that felt good. Uh-huh. Uh. I could. I can say I've been He's there with different species. Oof. You just got
2: spiked. You feel, feel real fucking dumb after you do something
0: like that. Yep. Like, who pets it like that, though?
2: Come on, man.
1: People are goofy. He, like,
2: patted it right when I bit him, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm impressed that you were even able yeah. to get that close to it
0: to be able to do that. but. Was it in like some kind of inst- uh, institution or like? I hope facility? not. was a bunch of trash of crap all over. It
1: in the background. Yeah, it looks
2: like somebody's like backyard. Okay. It was so terrible. Man. A community drainage oh, ditch or something. That's someone that kills me. you. See. That's like. Do you remember like when Steve Irwin had a thing where they had the giant saltwater croc and like just like the it was like a ten foot by ten foot square.
0: remember that episode? Uh, vaguely.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's so, so I say kind of stuff like that. I'm like, man, do people still keep crocs like that, you know, 20 years later?
1: bet you they do.
0: I bet you they do.
2: Well, damn, we all know better. But overall, it looked like it was a great time. Yeah, it was cool. We did some hiking, saw some stuff. I was flipping over locks, ro- uh, rocks and logs and stuff, and the one guy who was with us, he was getting into it, too, but then I was like, hey, man, be careful when you shove your hands completely under the rock, because... Uh, uh, Red River Gorge is really known for their copperhead population. Like, They'll be cold, but uh, don't do that. I'm like, pull back, pull back.
0: Nice, nice. Does how... uh, does KRC ever uh, surplus out stuff or no?
2: I have no clue. Probably not. Jim, he uh, so whenever I went last summer, um, God love me, it was the day after I went to go watch the venom extractions because I've just I'm just curious. I've never seen one done, um, and I want to see how an actual professional did it. And he was there and he was just sitting on the park bench. And I was like, there's a group of kids gathered around him. And they canceled it because that was the day after he got whacked by an Aatrox.
3: Mm.
2: So he
0: was like, he was he's like, I'm
2: not feeling it today. So Yeah, uh, he's
0: a he's a wealth of knowledge and experience, but he's definitely old school in his uh, approach. Dude, so he was actually doing extractions
2: this time, and he was fucking flying through Aatrox. He did like we watched him do like thirty snakes in like probably a ten minute span. Wow. He was just like going there just and they were they were yeah. juveniles. They're probably maybe two foot long. If like I recall he, he does like
1: hundred an hour, or if I'm if I'm not mistaken, one of the videos i like little mini documentaries I saw on him, uh they talked about, you know, he burns he milks a lot of snakes in a fairly short amount of time, but
2: yeah, he was just probably doing it slow for people having people and the, the way it was done, it was kind of like he had, because KRZ is, it's not a facility, it's not like a, the M toxin lab, right? Like M toxin, you see videos of it, it's one separate lab. Well, KRZ is, um, it's actually a bunch of tiny kind of like tin buildings, and so when you walk through the property, it's you see these tin buildings everywhere, and you're like you're kind of roped off, you can't go near them or anything, um, but that's where all the, the animals are housed, like the working animals. So he, like, they have two by the by the turtle pits, and you go up there, and they open one, and he sets up, and he just, he's working there. But, like, he did, like, 30, and he said, all right, I gotta stop. He's like, my knees are locking up. He's like, I got bad knees, man. And so and then he, like, he, but he, it was weird. He was very, like, zoned in, leveled, yeah, excuse me, laser guided. And then once he, like, was said, he, he told his intern, uh, he's like, hey, I'm done for the day. He stops, put the trucks back in the tub, slides the rack in. And it's just a happy old man. Nice. He went from resting bitch face to happy, smiling, talking to little kids. That's how you got to do it, um, man. Explaining how, how rattlesnakes give live birth to one person. It was really cool. He's someone, he's, he's a very cool cat.
0: Very cool. That's awesome. Glad yeah. to hear that.
1: Yeah. I mean, you do it that often and that many times, you sort of surely get into this sort of like zen space where any external stimuli just,
0: don't exist for that brief. Yeah, I know. He was... I pissed off a lot of people ignoring them when I was handling stuff, especially in underground. People like asking questions and trying to talk to me, and I just ignore the shit out of them. So It's
1: like, do you not see what's in front of me? Dude, dude it was crazy. You've seen the documentary.
2: I think we've seen the same one where he's also, whenever he milks, he does it barefoot.
1: I, n- I never it once that. Maybe I've seen, yeah, so, so I remember... It was there was a, like a Nat Geo special years and years and years ago and he, they were doing road cruising and he was barefoot, but he just, he explained it as in like, that's just, he's more comfortable doing it that way. But yeah. Well, their own, I, guess. I remember he was
2: on, he was on Joe's podcast. I think he mentioned that too. And today and or sorry, the other day when he, we watched him do the live extractions, he was a, uh, he had snake boots on
0: like the, the, the knee high mm-hmm. thick padded boots. Yeah. Yeah, I've so, uh, told people on many, many occasions that obviously you want to wear shoes of some kind, but never, ever, ever wear flip-flops in captivity with Venomous. It's better to just go barefoot because you get yeah. tripped up on your own yeah, flip-flop too, too many too, times. Too clunky. Yep. Your your foot lifts up and moves, and the shoe stays where it was. So Okay, I so yeah, see somebody said it's because he had a bad
2: foot and it's more comfortable. Um, yeah, because I he mentioned that before on a couple podcasts. He was like, just he had those on, I was like, Oh, so hope hope he's still doing good. I know he's had a lot of medical issues recently, and a lot of them not even snake related. So, yeah, man, it happens to the best of us. So, T- time waits for no man.
1: Yep, how far is that from where you live, though?
2: Uh, so it's in a town called Slade, and Slade is about an hour 45 from me, so it's not terrible.
1: Because I think I remember looking it up, and it's, is Slade on the, like, near the South Carolina border, or is it on the other side?
2: It'd technically, it'd be closer to the South Carolina side. It's uh, it's more eastern Kentucky by the borders, by, like, uh, by where Doc's from and shit like that. Gotcha. Yeah, it's down that I way. just, I remember well, looking like... it
1: up on the map, and I was like, oh, that's not terribly far. I mean, it would be, you know, probably a seven-hour drive, I'd guess, but.
2: If you all ever come up here and want to do it, let me know, man, because there's all kinds of little cabins you can rent down there. Mm-hmm. Um, we stayed at one this weekend. It was... overlooked the Valley it was really cool. It was like 200 bucks a night.
1: It's not bad we today.
2: camp We camp right by there because um, it's like there's a road at Forks. KRZ is, a, is on the left. The campground's on the right. It's like 20 bucks a night for us to camp there. And Thank that's you. why I, that, that one day I, just, like, I told Kara, I was like, yeah, you can't eat lunch? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to eat lunch. I'm going to walk over to the Riptal Zoo. Check it out. So it's really cool. A lot of things to do. Good food. Very accessible.
1: Very nice.
2: What's the playlist tonight, Justin? What are you listening to? I see you bobbing your head.
1: I... I don't know. It's just on random. Just on random? Like my liked songs list. You get anything new recently? No, That's actually, a, I've been really... Where's really, collection at? I've
2: been really stagnant, man. I mean, the newest thing I got was I got that Parthopide from Doc, um, Dr. Mm-hmm. Wyman. I say Doc, and I'm like, I realize you know, we talked like two PhDs. But uh, Dr. Wyman sent me a Parthopide. He was going to send us some, some, somebody near him that was really into just wanting a pet snake, but I think they backed out. So I got her, but I'm just waiting on these Mexican hogs. It'll be my first clutch ever, and I'm already regretting this decision. Stories because I've Mexican hogs are terrible to get started. Ah, that's
1: that's the case with a lot of that stuff that's like close to the border kind of things, you know.
2: Apparently, I gotta get the frog glaze ready. I already hit up uh, loafman about it. I'm gonna go to hit up Goodwill, see if I can't get me a blender
0: and go freeze some toads. Yeah, I'm waiting for the perfect uh. Ranella to hop across my yard because my little guy that I was keeping as a scenting frog, he died. Oh, Sad no. Yep. Yep, yeah. yeah, so now I gotta find another invasive. Damn it, man.
1: You were oh. scenting for the rinks?
0: Well, I wanted to raise up a toad just to have so that in the future when I do breed them, I'm if I needed to scent, I had a toad to do with. You know what I mean? And uh, instead of just keeping a frozen one, I figured i will keep a live one. You know, grow them up. See how big I can get them. So.
1: I ended up throwing away all of my feeder insect colonies because the grain mites had gotten so bad they weren't going anywhere. So yesterday I bit the bullet and threw away my last mealworm colony and then wiped down my table top to bottom with like disinfectant wipes.
0: Well, dude, Billy gave me a whole nice starter pack of super worms and i was going to try and breed them myself the way that he does and do they just they just died supers in their are a
1: little, yeah supers are a little more a little more they're not as easy as mealworms from from what i understand mine didn't do very well either but
0: yeah but dude billy's killing it with him i don't know how he's doing it
1: because so, it's billy
0: it is because it's billy
1: yeah sick he asked do you think walmart frog legs would work
0: for the ranks yeah probably it's not so much the meat i don't think it is the skin you know most of anything that i've used for scenting it's always been skin like i like even with the pyros i used girdle tail lizard shed and wrapped a frozen thawed pinky in girdle tail lizard shed skin and it worked so i mean i just i I keep telling myself I'm going to buy frog legs to do with the rinks because I've done it before. And, you know, you guys are on the frog leg bandwagon now. And I don't know. They
1: they have a scent like they have a they definitely have a a smell to them. That's
0: Hmm. unique. Plus, part of me wants to go out with some of my good old boys and go gigging myself because we used to do that every like February and March. And this year we just didn't. So I got to get back in that. So you should probably snakeheads and use presenting. Yeah, I have bad luck with them, but my roommate, he's like a pro snakehead hunter. And uh, mm-hmm. dude, he was going out like every night, and I think he just got sick of it. So now he does a lot of different other fishing. He started getting into fly reels and stuff. So I'll ask him if he if he grabs any snakeheads and maybe catch me uh, one or two smaller ones and we'll freeze him. How are the pyros doing? They're doing great, man. They're doing great. great. They don't grow at all, (laughs) but they eat like champs now, you know, and the the one girl that was super duper troublesome, uh, she just takes whatever I put in there. I just, I have to drop feed it. I just drop it and walk Mm -hmm. away and it's gone like four minutes later. So, and, uh, the Everglades rat I got from Kaseki is doing fantastic. It's coloring up. It's actually getting some pink and orange in the sides mm-hmm. of its neck and down the sides of its body. And uh, it's nowhere near as bitey as it was when I first got it. So I'm not, I'm not playing with it as much as I probably should. But I have a feeling it's going to be a great snake. I really do. So. Those corns I got from
1: them are freaking smoking.
2: Yeah. You got a lot of smoking corns right now.
0: Yeah, you do. And, hey, I was going to ask you, your uh, Abbott Ocatee's that you got in Daytona, that was last Daytona? Me? Yeah.
1: I got those Jasper Counties from Dan
0: Parker. So you don't have an Abbott Ocatee? Mm, No. Oh, I thought you did. I thought you bought one at Daytona. Mm
1: -mm.
0: Damn, because I I was going to say, mine is from that group, and I didn't know if you still had one.
1: No, I mean I have. So the the Jaspers are from Dan Parker. They're like line bread. Uh, and then I have a Het kissed male who I'm, he comes from a, from an Abbott uh, blood, but I wouldn't say he's like Abbott Abbott. Uh, but he's. I didn't get him at Daytona either.
2: Why? I wonder if you are thinking about the the corns that Jake got. Those smoking hot outcrosses.
0: Yeah, those were the
1: buckskins.
2: Maybe. Yeah, King. no, yeah,
0: I remember he got buckskins.
2: Maybe. Yeah, because those were those were weren't they like they are like super refined buckskins, and they were outcrossed to an Abbot, right? I don't remember. It was something like that. Those were, those things were cool because him he got the he got the outcross and the Middleton got just the straight line red ones. And I'm like, man, that's be cool to see those down the road. How those yeah. could color up.
0: Yeah, I forgot Middleton had them.
2: Yeah, they, he bought him before Jake did, I think, right? Okay. No, be Jake show. bought him first. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, because I drug I saw the the Abbott outcross and I grabbed Jake Bratz by the ear and I said, Come here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, the show of Calubrids. Man, what a show. That was a good show. That was a good fucking show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna be sad if I can't go this year. What do you mean if? Come on, man. You got plenty you of time. Well, I think it's just like I said, it's gonna be weird, so I'll have to work. If I get this job, my shift is third shift, then I'll have to just, like, get off work, go to the airport, get on a plane, fly down that day, stay for the night, and then leave Sunday night.
0: That's mm. doable, man, but did Justin just say, me too?
1: No, I mean, I'm planning to, but my I, my employer is, uh, you know, he, he has his moments.
0: Your employer is a plenty, terrorist. Plenty so. of time to figure it out. Plenty of time.
1: I put it on the calendar already. Good. So I, like, <laughs> Good. I've been trying to plan, plan ahead and make sure it's, like, well-known. Good. The uh, my guess how the Pides are doing. The Pides are doing really well. Um, I've had them together off and on. Male's been trying like hell. Female's been kind of – she's resisting. Uh. But, I mean, other than that, they, they're doing great. Like, they're eating fine, not having any issues, so – I definitely plan to be there at Daytona. I just, like I said, there's sometimes things happen. So I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing it, but I'm at about 98% right now that it is going to happen.
2: Yeah, that was my thing. I I was for sure going to go there with my job I have now, but because it's a European company. So they're like, everybody should have three weeks of vacation, no matter what, you know, stuff like that. And this new company, they're like, nah, you get one week your first year, buddy. Don't mess this up. And I've already got a prepaid trip to Orlando in the suburb for some, like, family fun, expensive shit. So I can't cancel that one. cost too much money. All Um, right. We'll see what happens. You all should come up for Tenley, though, because I will be at Tenley. That is going to happen.
1: There's just too much. There's too much stuff. There is too much. To like I gotta, I gotta pick and choose what I can and can't do throughout the year because you also have family stuff and birthdays and things I have to be around for. And so, like Daytona is pretty much the one at the top of the list, and it's like anything else that can happen is a bonus as far as like reptile related stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So, Daytona is the like take no prisoners. That's got to happen. Uh, you know, end all be all. So,
0: yeah. Ooh, Scott ask
1: "Yeah, which is the biggest herp show in the U.S. that will blow an Aussie's mind? I would think the October Tinley. No, so yeah. I've never been, so I wouldn't know. So I would no, say no, that no, right, no. show. Um, uh,
2: so that's a hard one because I've been to I've been to both. And October Tinley is a blast. October Tinley has a bunch of vendors. October Tinley has a good spot because it's all it's like it's like it's it's Daytona." But one step further, the hotel is also the convention center. So whenever you're done with the expo and they close it down, you go to the auction, you leave the auction, you go to the bar and everybody's there and, you know, has a beer, has a burger, has a great fucking night. But Daytona, man, Daytona was awesome because it was a big space. You weren't super crowded like you are intently because it's not jam-packed full. But also right. I went to, it's hard.
1: You're also sweating just from the walk from the center of the hotel because it's August in Florida.
2: Yeah, that is true. I don't know. It it depends on what you want. If you want a show that's just – I just about cut my thingy. Um, If you want a show that is just hurts, hurt people, everybody's doing their whole thing, and you're just – it's reptiles all shit, Tinley's a good one. Tinley's a really good one. And Tinley, you will see some off-the-wall stuff. Um, But, man, just because y'all are my friends – I kind of like Daytona a lot more. Granted, Daytona involves some shenanigans, as always. But man, uh, yeah, it i, I had—I had a lot of fun. Granted, the second year I went to Daytona or to Tenley Park with Carly and Joe Phelan and the whole gang, that was a blast too. Fuck. Matt Minnetola had me crying, laughing multiple times.
1: I once had an employer get mad. I actually took days off that were scheduled months ahead of time. They said don't let it happen again. So I said okay and quit. <laughs> Good one there. That's how you do it right there.
0: Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I, they, I, I forgot I've the the
1: US the US employment model is like beg us and lick the bottom of our, our shoes if you want a day off. Right. You know. <clears throat> So you I like can your... pay us to go to go on vacation.
2: I think Scott's right. If you want to do herping, like if you were going to be an Aussie, come over here for a holiday and take two weeks off, dude. Ha- imagine having a week off doing like a road trip from like northern Florida to South Florida, and then you like come back up to Daytona, hang out Daytona, and do like a little bit of like Central Florida stuff. Yeah, you be... do Go do some coastal, uh, some coastal playing stuff like that. On the see
1: some Florida cassowaries. See what a real cassowary looks like. Go find a monkey in the on the
2: in the central Florida. Yeah, that that would actually would be a super cool super cool trip, you know.
1: See some sweet
2: ass diamondbacks.
1: Gendra make a good point though cuz they like the people and the weather. So I mean if you're yes. up in like the Tinley area in Chicago and stuff, you're probably going to like Daytona more because it's not covered in
0: snow. Mhm. That's true. That is true. Oh. Yeah, also, but here's the other thing too: is like, have any of us ever been to P- Pomona? See, I f- I feel like because there's West Coast, East Coast. I feel like Pomona. I've never been. I feel like it's a bigger show. It's the super show for He's- I know, but like nobody ever puts it in the running. It's always just Tinley and Daytona.
2: Well, that's because you got to is very is extremely whether you like it or not. It's very Midwest and East Coast the west coast yeah. the west coast is just like i don't know i feel like it's stepping into it and there are some big guys in like the southwest section but like it's grown up especially with apparently back in the day like everybody was like coming up and hitting up like the midwest shows like columbus ohio or the steel city in pittsburgh or hamburg and stuff like that
3: yeah it was very
2: east coast and midwest centric so yeah. the west coast I, I wish i could go i, I thought about it a couple times like maybe going to california but california am i right um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 very hard to. And I've heard that getting a room is expensive, renting a car is expensive. Just the show itself. It's like if you're going there, you're gonna spend a couple thousand dollars. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. What's the what's the room rate hookup in Tinley? Is there one or no?
2: I think there is one. I haven't looked at this year. Um, there's a couple hotels around there. There's the Holiday Inn, which I'm pretty sure at this point is booked out. That's the one that's attached to the convention center. Okay. Uh, I used to stay across the street at La Quinta. It's pretty cool. Um, a lot of people go there. You get up in the morning, eat breakfast, and you just see U.S. Arc shirts everywhere. Nice. Everybody's all, just, all has their raccoon eyes. Like, and they're eating their bagel like, oh, I'm so hungry. I need, I, need, I need carbs.
0: Excellent. The way it should be. I don't know, man. I'm stoked. I'm ready for Daytona. It's crazy like we see each other once a year in some cases, you know, we talk all the time, but it's like all the friends converge, you know, and new faces, old faces, new reptiles, old reptiles. Uh, Daddy Payne Shab's talking about going to Daytona this year, right? Yeah, he I, it's up in the air from what I gather in terms of how he's getting there. But from what I gather, he is coming. Uh, I think he wants to drive
3: <laughs>
0: because it's only like 16 or 17 hours only, but he loses, essentially loses a day in the beginning, loses a day at the end, but he can do whatever he wants. He can bring whatever he wants. He can bring back whatever right. he wants. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And speaking of someone who used to do a 16 hour drive, uh, minimum twice a year, it's not that bad. It's not that big a deal. You know, just get some tunes, some podcasts, and just keep on trucking.
2: Yeah, that's true, I guess. Now, just...
0: but, but again, when I was doing it, 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 it gas was only you know, $1.50 <laughs> a gallon, but... <laughs> I
1: busted. see that, Katie. I see that Katie busted visit me. us any time. My parents miss you more than they miss me, and I live like five <laughs> minutes on the street.
0: Well, the next... The next, you know, uh, national Monday holiday that I have off, I will come up on a Saturday night after work, and I'll stay through Monday.
1: Oh, Jesus! That would you'd be getting here at like three a.m. What do
0: you yeah. want me to do? I don't Gotta know. Do it. What are you doing we'll we we'll just stay that, up though. all night?
1: We'll just stay up all night. My. <laughs> Old ass can barely stay up past one at Daytona.
0: We'll stay up all night. We'll just drink bangs and look for nocturnal animals. At we'll a, get some a breakfast, point take a nap. <laughs> uh, they lose
1: their, they lose their yeah. efficacy. I agree with that last comment right there. We need a
2: big
0: show in TN or Kentucky.
1: Screw
0: <laughs> You can hold me to it, Katie. Okay. I'm actually looking up how long it takes me to get from my house to your house right now.
1: It's got to be, like, 12 hours.
0: Yeah, I think it is 12. Let me see. No, it can't be 12. What's the closest airport to It takes, me? You it takes me 12 hours to get to Raleigh.
1: Okay. Nine.
2: Hey, Sasquatch, what's the closest airport to you?
1: Uh, Savannah. Savannah? That's what I figured. Savannah, Hilton Head. It's the... It's a tiny airport.
0: And then you you fly into there? Yeah. Yeah, that's where
1: I went. I left for San Antonio through there.
0: Okay, cool. Dude, we were way off. If I leave right now, it'll be six hours and fifty six minutes. Oh, dude, that's nothing. That's that's nothing. Dude, look. That's let make sure I don't show your address. Hold on.
1: I would be terrified if people sent me snakes. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) Take my eyes but not the snakes.
2: <laughs> no, don't see me snakes. No, you all say that till Justin gets a stupid ass email line. buff. Yeah, right. Hey, yeah. I didn't talk to you about that.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I didn't talk you about, about it. today.
2: I almost said something out loud. And I was like, I'm gonna shut up.
1: <clears throat> My wife's uh, watching.
2: Shut up. I know. That's I'm. I'm behaving. I'm behaving.
0: Yeah. The the. The longest time in relation to distance is from Savannah to your house.
3: <laughs> really? The rest of
0: it's just straight up 95.
2: So you got to add three hours for Phil's excuses whenever he gets there. Oh, burn. Burn. I remember we were well, at Billy's. We are looking at the snakes and he goes, oh, Phil's on his way. He'll be here in like, you know, an hour if he drives the right way. Probably three hours with excuses.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny. The last time I went to Billy's with, when I was meeting Casey there – uh, I did it in the in the correct amount of time. did I know, think no trauma hawks or anything, dude. No no trauma hawks, no jackknife trailers, no construction. It was just smooth sailing. I just did it, you know, because so dude, wild. highway highway sixty sucks, man. And it used to be where I could take seventy five, and it would it was like fifty or sixty miles farther, but less time. But now they're redoing this huge section of 75 and Fort Myers, and it's like one lane, one way. So, yeah. Dude, that ain't live Because he says 95 is the American Autobahn. Yes, it is. (laughs) It really is, yeah. Well, once you get past Martin County, it's all patrolled by aircraft.
2: Dude, that's when you get passed by a Canadian in an RV pulling a Jeep behind it going, like, mock Jesus Christ.
1: Nobody mailed me anything. Cox, your see, silence is worth a lot of money, right? I now. sent.
2: You, I seen a bunch of bush vipers and uh, African software rats.
1: I actually, I do want ASFs, man. The more I, the more I see him, I'm like, cannons popping them out almost automatically. It seems. Yeah,
0: and, and you know he ain't feeding them off because they're too damn cute, dude.
1: That's because that boy's soft.
2: ASFs, man. He talks about them and then like he's like, oh yeah, they got out again. He's like, they're the the Brittles ate six of them and I'm like, oh no. They got out again. Remember Austin Wark, I thought about that, but Austin Wark talked about them on Joe's podcast one time, and I was like, man, they sound like little demons. <laughs> like he was talking about he had to carry like a little like piece of like uh he said like a little like two-inch round uh, I can't think of a word, but two inch round wood and he, like, he, he'd reach in there, and they would jump out and try to bite him on the finger, and he'd like, whack him on the head to go back in the tub.
1: Those little dead, black, beady eyes. I was like, oh my god.
2: Yeah, they sound terrible.
1: Like a doll's eyes. <laughs> like a doll's eyes.
0: Black eyes, like a doll's eyes. So feel you do that too good. Yeah, I've had my Quinn moments. I'm trying yeah. to get The black box pictures, but for whatever reason, my laptop's not communicating with my cell phone. What what black box did you get? I got a custom-made three-foot sliding glass front with locking mechanism. Need that. Yeah, I basically gave them... I basically gave them what I needed for... And this is going to sound cockamamie, but I needed cages for the Fields Vipers... The rinkals and water, co- or, uh, water covers, water pythons. Excuse me. And it's perfect. It's going to do exactly what I want for all of them. So, thank you. <laughs> Dan uh, yeah. K throwing you under the bus. She
1: what else is. To
2: do? All you saw was axles on that one.
1: My new mailing address. <laughs> all
0: you saw was axles. Care of that. the bottom of the bus. Damn. All right. I'm trying to... This is not going to work, so I'm just going to message our group chat with the pictures because my laptop is being stupid. Yeah, it happens. Those laptops for you.
2: Hey,
0: there's
2: Dom. Hi, friends.
0: What's up, Dominique?
2: The not Kentuckian. Don't let Dominique DeFalco lie to you. Mitch McConnell is her senator.
3: Turtle man,
2: turtle man, Dude. Yeah, those black box cages are looking pretty sweet. I keep watching your all's videos, and after my it's experience, because they it,
1: are sweet.
2: After my experience, the AP and my whole glass just falling out. Um, yeah, I think I need to get me some of those. I need. I'm, I'm trying to see. I want to get somebody to build me a two by two by twelve, just for like Fine. stuff like corn, corn snakes, rat snakes, stuff like that. Um not my gray rats or my black rat, because those things you give them a branch, they're going up it. I say that and I realize my gray rat just hides under its log twenty four seven. Some days I don't even know it's alive. I just drop feeder rod and it just disappears into the abyss.
1: What am I looking at?
2: God I'm blind. Phil's intense burning eyes
0: i'm gonna I'm gonna pull them up right now you don't gotta you don't gotta do anything all right so I yeah, um, so
1: Phil got some of the new sliding fronts which are a new basically the model that Phil got is like a new model or version of I want to say the xt3 or xt4 yep
0: yeah so basically i I wanted to. Duatars
1: a... and tampons.
0: <laughs> what is going on?
1: Tom said, "I a snakes and stogies." Where Kendra and I interview Katie, Anna Maria, Anita, and Kara. Call it duatars and tampons, or something.
0: That's fantastic! I cannot
2: wait to tell Anna Maria that. No, there's too much blackmail. We can't. We have to stop that now. That idea is done. That's it, it, we got. It, it's going to happen in Daytona. The male ego. <laughs> the male ego is too fragile for this. This cannot Look, happen.
1: There's the. Parry the platypus video of me floating around out there. I have no shame anymore. <laughs> I don't care. This is arr, good, arr, man. I'm invincible.
0: I'm impervious to this shit. Don't make me pull it up, please. <laughs> I will pull up the, the platypus video. Show us the cage, damn it. Hold on. i got going to get
1: the platypus. <sighs> well, do you have it favorited or something where you of pull course. like a, Dude, oh, there's like that. five people that have it saved on their phones. Um, oh, it's fantastic. I was on one of my old phones
2: until I broke all of them it's fantastic oh my god katie said i'm down uh-oh
0: that was last that
2: was two years ago was not that it? was two years ago, yes, that was two was. Years ago. Oh, man
0: two years
2: that's when i started first start being y'all's friend it was like come to daytona last minute and i'm like dude i'm in kentucky that is not a very quick trip
0: okay hold on a second stop screen share Share screen.
1: Bill doesn't want you to see the other videos I've sent him. <laughs> oh,
2: by the way, Justin, what's up with you? And you're like, oh, rhino rats are superior. And then you're flirting or a flaunting Barons racers all over the place.
1: I mean, I, rhino rats are superior. The Barons is awesome. I, I do not believe the Barons will top rhino rats for me. But. I'm gonna have to have more time with the Barons to really formulate a solid opinion. It's gonna be a video at some point where I'm gonna compare and contrast the two, but
2: I think that's that's kinda like how it was with rat snakes and corn snakes. I thought corn snakes were pretty cool, but I'm like I just like rat snakes more. They're
1: I just I don't I don't know, man. I love the rhinos.
0: Well, Justin, you're being spared because it won't it won't mm-hmm. download the video from the cloud. Oh. You have been spared, sir.
2: Uh oh, Ty said she's down too.
0: Oh, man. Dude, oh, nice. that is No,
2: that's got, first off, that's got to be your own live stream for uh, Modern Medusa. Okay.
0: Yeah, it should be.
2: It should be. Don't be using THN to make yourself famous, Dominique. Secret of
1: the THN spouses behind the scenes look. All right. It's
3: so. It's
2: like,
0: Diane Sawyer, but it's just Dominique DeFalco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so back to black box, if we can. I was in correspondence with Jen, and I'm not used to having a enclosure this large shipped to me. And I assumed that it would be flat and I'd have to drill it together myself, <laughs> which I was fully prepared for. And it is not. It came assembled, and it is one of, if not the best pack jobs I've ever seen. Um, now don't get me wrong like our good friend Sean Wagner who made me my favorite rack of all time his pack job was phenomenal it just there were some issues with the shipping provider <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> and uh, it got destroyed but this pack job I cannot tell you how awesome it was so I only got one cage because I want to make sure that it was the right size and where I want to put stuff and, and kind of play Tetris in the room but the box is huge and it barely fit in my vehicle. Um, so I'm kind of glad I only got one of it one at a time. But this is me after initially opening it up. And I, I had to take a picture like this because it just shows the attention to detail. Because not only is it uh, bubble wrapped on the outside, but there was individual corner pieces and panel pieces of dense styrofoam that was saran wrapped or cellophane around it. So, if I go to the next photo, you can see how it was just perfectly packaged in there.
2: And I was actually worried. What's that? Those corner pieces are a lifesaver whenever you come to shipping stuff. You can put those little corner pieces on like a cage or rack. Man, it is. it, It will protect that cage or rack so much. Oh, Yeah.
0: So I opened the top, and I was like, hmm, how am I going to get this thing out? Because you can't it, – it's too big, and I'm too short to slide it out the top. I figured, so well, I'm going to – cut gonna...
1: the box off of it.
0: So I just I just cut the box off of it. And there you can actually see the attention to detail in terms of how it was wrapped how the cellophane. And what you're looking at right now is actually the, the – if you're facing the cage, mm-hmm. the left panel, um, and the ventilation holes are – phenomenal because you have small pilot holes for cross breeze and you have those long lateral cuts in the corner. It just it just worked perfectly. So after I peeled the thing like a banana, <laughs> then we saw the actual glass and it's a very, very dense plexi. I don't know if it's acrylic or not, but I was shocked that they actually shipped it in the in the, the, the panes of glass in the actual cage because I was like, man, that's so much flex and it's just going to crack. But the way that the glass fits yeah. in the track is like reinforced flawless. So you can see here, I cut this side off, and uh, this is the actual locking mechanism, which we'll talk about in a second. A fan came inside of it. Like yes, it, did. it came with its own fan. Right? came with a fan, sweet. <laughs> so these are the keys for the lock. And the lock is really, really cool because. It doesn't stick on. It doesn't slide in. There's no little screw to keep it tight in there. Basically, the it's key... Like the,
1: the weird pin-looking one. I've yes. never seen anything like it. I was playing with it when yes. we were at the Marietta show. I was like, I've never seen a locking key like this before. I
0: thought it was interesting. Yeah, absolutely awesome. So basically, the key is a pin itself, and it slides into the keyhole, and when you turn it, it unlocks the locking bar, and then the whole bar stays attached to the key, and you pull the key out, and I'll get better pictures of it later. I, I was so excited and, 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 you know, trying to finagle this thing. I didn't think to take a picture of the key. It felt like a but, schoolgirl so again. I literally giddy like a child. Is so it's not the
2: kind of like that. My AP, uh, no. my AP rack has a uh, has the key, and so the, its key is if you look at it like this. So it'll go in in one piece, and whenever you turn the lock, it kicks this back like that, so it keeps you from pulling it through the hole.
0: But when no, you no, unlock this, it,
2: it goes like that, and it pulls all three straight.
0: Yeah, this the 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 key itself is essentially the locking mechanism, and when you pull the key out, the whole core of the lock slides out, and the glass can slide and move freely. Mm. Cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's interesting.
2: Because that's one of my biggest problems with my AP cage is so it's because it's such as if the room for air is so small because you're just using basically the key is the lock as well, but it's so fine of where it's it does it that rotation is if there's any dirt or debris or, God forbid, you use cypress mulch, uh, you have to, like, scratch it out, and then that way your cage can get to that, you know, that you get that room so it can spin and lock. It's cool. I like that. It's good design.
0: Oh, yeah. So, if we notice here, you can actually see that there is a very, very good substrate dam. The thing seems as if it's seamless. Obviously, it's not, but the substrate dam is so smooth and rounded that I feel confident putting at least three, maybe four inches of substrate comfortably without having anything spill out. Um, and then at the same time, I'll try and zoom in on some of this. Um,
1: well, that's not even the bio model either, right? Right. Yeah, it's not the bio. It's so just a normal cage. So they do another version of this cage where there's a front lip that's uh, I want to say f- five and a half inches. Yeah, I think five it is nice. And, five and, five five. Yeah. and it, it's made to accommodate more substrate layers like that. So. That is an option. So, that's like standard right there that you're looking at. And I'm, I'm all, I'm gonna be all salesy with this stuff cause so that's not, that's kind of my all. job. With them, but no, that's not. Okay. At least it doesn't look like it to me. But
0: it could be the angle. So when I first opened it, before I zoom in on the on the glass and the track and everything, when I first opened it, I saw that there was this black panel up here, and there were like these tracks carved into it. And I was like, oh cool, it's got you know cord you know mitigation you know technology machined into it. No 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 this entire panel is a form fit lid that goes over an entire screen top. Oh, nice. So it actually has like a perforation on the inside. I'm imagining that's if I wanted to cut it, I could and cut it to shape to fit whatever, but I like it because I can have an entirely open top or if I want to seal it in and really maximize humidity or whatever, I can just put the lid back on. Uh, Don't mind my flashlight. I just stuck it there so you can kind of see inside the cage. Um, But if we notice here, you have little handles which protrude just enough for a snake hook to loop onto it and slide, which I thought was fantastic. Um, It looks like they're screwed in and maybe some kind of adhesive. Um, But if you'll notice here, see how this is just like silver here, this gray area? This is actually a track stop. So this outside pane of glass stops on this track stop. Before it hits the handle, which I thought was genius, because I can't tell you how many times I've had a cage like this with some kind of plastic knob or plastic, you know, handle. And I go to slide the glass open real quick and it smacks it and cracks it and breaks it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they thought to put a track stop in, I think it's just. Well, I just like the fact that
1: it's sandwiched in there like you don't have to open track to where things can easily get. Get right in there you know they right. like that glass like what you see on the front of that glass is also on the back of that glass it's not just you know a slight what like half inch little lip behind no, it no. keeping stuff out of the track like it your yeah. odds of getting crap stuck in that track are much slimmer you know that way than uh you know like a like a neo or something <clears throat>
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm very very impressed. I can't wait to get the more of them. Uh, they've they've got me. They've got me as a user. Got me as a customer. Um, I was going to set one I was going to set this one up as, as a simple setup with just newspaper, hide cave, water bowl, that kind of thing. And I decided I'm gonna let me wait. I'm really gonna do it up nice. So I've got a bunch of foam that I gotta cut. Uh, I have uh, nippers going to bless me with some landscape photos for backgrounds, and uh, I'm gonna do this one nice them all nice.
2: So. You're not going to hand paint them like they did at KRZ? No, put I wish a zebra I was that. In the back, put a I zebra in the I background?
0: <laughs> I wish I was that talented.
1: And the nice thing, too, is these are all stackable as well, and they come with little metal pins that the cage on top sits into, and that just keeps them from shifting around. And they're back from the same way. Another
2: question with these is, so, for example, um, I haven't seen it in a very long time, but I thought it was a cool system. don't know. Maybe somebody with engineering experience can tell me it's a bad idea or not. Um, I want to say maybe it was Bowmaster back in the day he used to make cages where they would put, uh, you could get, I think it was like a six inch spacer in them that locked into a pin system just like that, uh, that you could, that way you could, could fit your UV UV lights in there or anything. You couldn't fit a heat, heat lamp in there because just the height and you'd be like too close. Um, but the UV lamps, they would slide in there that we could get in there and turn them on and shit like that.
0: I'm confused as to what you're asking about. He's saying that the the pin the pin pieces to interlock the top cage to the bottom cage. Do they or will they be making little legs that? Oh, lifting lift
1: up some. I got so you. You can yeah, slide yeah. a fluorescent I strip. Yeah. I mean, that could. I'm sure that could. That could easily yeah. be done. It'd just yeah. be a matter of of making sure it's it can hold. You know, the weight and the surface yes. area and stuff is all where it needs to be. But I have like.
0: I'd like I said, I, I have not seen it do. in
2: years. And again, I think it was Boa Master did it with their big ass melamine cages back in the day.
0: Yeah, I believe it. And uh, Billy Jenkins asked, Can you remove the glass? I thought you could. I have not tried, but it definitely looks like it is 100% removal. I can't imagine them doing it where it wasn't. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, they should be. They should be. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm very, very happy, man. I'm super smitten with it, legit. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm, the pack job really did it for me. That was like...
1: Yeah, phew. and that's that's the nice thing, too, is like their X-T3s, um, any of the cubes. Um, I don't know that the X-T4s do. I'd have to double check, but they all ship assembled, like yeah. ready to go, like plug it in, fill it up, put your
0: animal in, you know, you're good to go. So, Yeah, and I tell you this, though, just touching the actual PVC itself... There's so many of these PVC enclosures out there right now that have a, I mean, what I would call a soft plastic, where if you took your fingernail and you drew your name in your fingernail, it would actually like carve into the plastic. This is not the case. This is a very smooth, very, uh, very smooth yet very dense. It's much. Yes,
1: they, they buy much more dense PVC. It's not stuff. I guess with cheaper PVCs, it's filled with air a lot. Like they, there's a higher air ratio in the when it, when it gets made or like molded or whatever. Um, this is, this is not, I mean, it's even on their smaller stuff like this, that's still half inch PVC and then on like the six foot models and the bigger models, it's three quarter inch PVC. So like they don't skimp and yeah, the price of PVC keeps going up and and all that. It's still, I mean, these things are going to, are going to last forever. You know, they're, they're really like build quality wise. I think they're very, they're very hard to beat. Yeah, I, no, I say I that will. most biased and unbiased.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will say this. Um, I'm as smitten as I am. One thing that I may ask for in the future is the ventilation holes and slots are, I don't know if it's maybe a half inch or a quarter inch, but they are way too big for a live bearing animal. Yeah. Um,
1: There's if, options there. Like yeah. they have two different two different thicknesses.
0: Yeah. And I think that, like, for example, like when I do breed the rinks, I have visions mom's going to go in those. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because of that factor and, and glass and tightness and all that. But I can definitely see someone getting something like an Amazon tree boa and mm-hmm. putting it in this exact cage because it has such good height. And all those babies are just going to go right out those holes. So be mindful yeah, of no, the species a, you're putting
1: in there. There is a, a thinner ventilation cut. Okay. there's there's two different sizes they do, and I'm sure they could even do change it up if they needed to. Um, But yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. They are. They are fairly large.
2: Man, you just probably remember. I remember reading on I think it was Fauna back in the day. Um, Was it Bill Hughes? Was he the one who did all the Mm -hmm. uh, emeralds out in Vegas? Yeah. Okay. he I think he did a candoya back in the day and he like did one one and lost. And so he had a candoya in it bred. And her litter just escapes. So he was just herping in his room for days on end trying to find all these Kendoia babies that were just sitting that's, around
0: his room. That's a lot of worms. Well, that was it Terry who had the diamonds get loose in the garage? <laughs> Poor Terry.
2: Is that who it was? Yeah, it was Terry. Yeah, he was herping for diamond pythons in his garage.
0: Yeah. Those little worms. Yeah, so, but, that's... you know, we, we always say, like, we want to love the companies that sponsor us, mm-hmm. and dude, I'm I'm falling in love, man. Black yeah, Box is yeah. hitting another part.
2: That's that's I think you think you all sold me. That's gonna be my next purchase. Uh, yeah, I got because I gotta get some more cages. I gotta get my brettles and some cages. I gotta get. Um, I want to get a little cage for my ball python just to, for her to live sure. her life with me. Yeah. And I think Black Box is going to be the way to go because they have some really cool enclosures. Really, they have a lot of sizes. The bio line looks pretty solid. Mm -hmm. How far are you from Casey? From Casey, I'm probably five, six hours. Really? Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, if if you're in like the general Southeast region of the States, you can go and pick up from their their facility where they build everything, and you can save a metric ton on shipping, and you don't have to worry about FedEx uh, destroying your stuff. So, if they go
2: to Tenley, I will. Yeah, they make yeah. it up there.
1: I'm just saying, if you're gonna like, if you're gonna put the money into buying them and stuff, you want to save yourself a couple hundred bucks on shipping and whatnot and freight, and just make the trip down there. And it's, I think it's even with gas prices right now, it's still cheaper to just drive and pick them up. Me and Jake do that. I mean, granted, it's only. Like a four-hour drive for us, but yeah, uh, still, it's just we just make a weekend of it. We just rented a U-Haul and rode up there, grabbed our stuff, and came back. So yeah, a little, a little micro adventure. That's what uh, I'm
2: because I've looked into that because Kara's getting her Bronco soon, so it'd be a whole lot easier for that. Because yeah, it's six hours, fifteen minutes for me to Casey, but
1: they're in his general area. Like they're in they're in Buford.
0: That's what I figured. Yep. Yeah, I will say just you talking about you know, <clears throat> excuse me, brettles or a ball python. Like this is a three foot cage with good height. I would feel comfortable keeping a male brettles in here for a long time. Yeah, and definitely, definitely a ball python, hundred percent.
1: Is that the four foot or three foot?
0: This is a three foot. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember the exact height and the exact depth. I think it was. I think it's it three two by two, two by yeah. Yeah, three two two. Yep. Yeah, it's going and it's going to pan out great, you know. I'm I'm really really excited.
1: Yeah. I'm and gonna I think, think the Akis upgraded to something. I think I'm going to I'm going to either do a 3 foot or 4 foot for them soon. They're getting, yeah, they're getting bigger. They're outgrowing that, that cage now quick.
0: Yeah. Dude, this would be awesome for Akis if you built up the back with like rock ledges and stuff and you don't give them a reason to come to the front per se. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Dude, this would be a phenomenal phenomenal cage for that. You know, and obviously I'm 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 stuck in my ways about front opening, front sliding. Like that's just how I grew up. That's how I was trained. That's what I like. That's what I love. And uh, dude, they hit it out of the park. They did.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they're they're like I see all the messages and stuff we get. Like we do listen to people when they come. Like Jeff and Kendra, we got a handful of people that messaged about sliders. You know, because everything else they've done so far has been just swing doors, either swing out or swing down, um, depending on which model you got, but you know, if the demand's there and there's enough people wanting it, you know, because very much like that's the only reason they don't they don't do custom work is because to design something like that, you have to go in the like the CAD that you, they use for their CNC and stuff and completely design something from scratch. Um, and so obviously, if you're doing custom stuff, you're having to design an entirely new cage every time someone wants something like that. So we try like we really try our best to, to find something that fits the needs of, of as many people as possible. Um, you know, that that's sort of where we're at. We're trying to get an arboreal rack together. That's been something I've been helping out with the design stuff. So we're trying to, we're listening to the needs of, of the people. And, uh,
0: it's growing, best, man. So It's doing, it's doing great. And I know Henry makes a comment, you know, he's got crates coming in his future and he's definitely going to have black box do their enclosures. So, Ooh, nice, yeah,
1: and now on some of their longer models too. I want to say the four foot and up, you can get a divider, uh, like a removable divider
0: in them too. So. Very cool. Did you very, get very lights
1: cool. in that one or no?
0: Like, did you get no, LED? Not there's no cords or nothing, so if it is, it's <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm looking at, but I didn't see any now. Um, it's just normal screen top, and I, I told her don't worry about the lights because. I, I don't know exactly what animals going in them just yet. Mm-hmm. So um, I got to figure out, I got to move stuff around. I really do. Cause yeah. the, the fuscus need a new home like yesterday and I would like to upgrade the rinks, but they're kind of happy living where they are right now. So I may mm-hmm. just leave them alone for a little bit. Um, and then the only other ones that I really need cages for were fields vipers and they're not growing as fast as I thought they would. So I think what I'm going to do is I'll put the, set the fuscus up first, give them a bigger home and then start building the pretty stuff for the vipers go from there. Yeah, man.
1: Oh, there you go. Dragon Lair, I'm an hour and a half away. I need two, two by two by four vertical cages from them. Perfect. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it's cool seeing their operation and stuff. Um, you know, me and Jake going there recently, and that's the second time I've been to their their sort of warehouse space that they have. And it's freaking cool, man. Like seeing everything getting made and the, the CNCs sort of, they have a, a newer CNC machine that, that literally you just tell it to go and it goes and changes all the drill bit heads and stuff. And like does it all by itself. It's like fully automated. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. See it all cut and robots and awesome that stuff's insane.
1: Yeah, those, it's wild. Like it literally, it'll it'll do some, and then it'll go and take the little duster piece off. It puts it in like a rest, and then it lifts up. It goes and changes the the, the drill bit, and then goes back to the duster thing, picks it back up, goes and cuts what it needs to, and then it'll do that as many times as it as it needs to. It's wild.
2: That was something with the. The new job of seeing those CNC machines. Like I've I've seen people like in the past build racks and cages for us, like harpers and stuff. And it was like it was it, it was pretty you know cool. Black box sounds like they have probably the most advanced setup out of anybody. But then yeah, this, that's
1: that's like their newer one. Like their older one, it's you have to be there and like change yeah. the bits and do it all yourself. Um and it's it's smaller than the new one. Um but you know, Jen said that thing was a freaking lifesaver. Like it's so nice to not have to babysit it basically the entire time you put on the the material and you tell it to go and it it goes and then you know you can go do something else while it's working on that and it's just sounds like it was worth every every penny so
0: yeah that's pretty awesome man that's pretty awesome
3: oh
2: okay people in the chat tonight dang
0: mm-hmm. yeah right people are popping off in the chat
2: you, What's and should do,
1: a, you and Dom <laughs> should do the it? road trip.
2: Man, I would love to do the road trip. It just I gotta get I gotta get settled into this new job, see how things work out, what would be the best way to run things, and then I'll be free to be free to go then. I just gotta get it all figured out first. <laughs> yeah. right, I in boreal.
1: That's my Um, rhinos, dude. I have one of the male rhinos. He lives on his little manzanita perch. His name's Amsterdam. And every day, every morning I wake in, walk in and turn on the lights and he's sitting there hanging out. And when I come home from work, he's sitting there hanging out. Like he just, he just chills right on his, on his perch all day. The female lives in her water bowl. And then the other male, he kind of spends his time between the, the cork bark tube and the water bowl. And, uh, yeah, that's funny. Oh man, I have a Try feeling it. that that Baron's racer is going to go into the the other empty bio I have faster than uh than I think it will.
0: All right,
1: and that'll be nice too to to have that sort of decked out the same way. I need to get more of those perches.
0: And speaking of perches, um, so I got those two baby anery subox at the West Palm show a few months back. And, dude, I, I had extra ones from Brahms that were with my pop ones. And I was like, you know what? Let me put it in mm-hmm. the sub box. And the girl went up passing away. She's a baby. It happens. But the male, dude, he lives on these perches.
3: Or <laughs> perches
0: I should say. Oh, why is it doing this? It's this the same thing it was doing with the video earlier.
2: I think it's something to do with my because Y'all are lagging out every now and then too for me.
0: Let me let me send it to myself again. Aww.
2: Dude, these blonde sub subbox are dope blown God, there's some bug guys though.
1: Oh yeah, that wild rose past pair of mine. They sub-ox. should be. Of, uh, they should be of of size and age this time next year. I'm gonna cool them this year, and then they should be good to go uh, spring. Of- 2023. So, Billy, if you want to pop one, talk to Jake. He's got some. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Jake uh, Brotz has some mails for sale if you want to pop one, Billy. Just talk to him.
2: He does have some smoking hot pop ones. My boy Johnny Boone from him. He is cool. He's still. I was playing him today earlier when I got home. And I'm like, man, I forget how good he looks every time I pull him out.
0: So, I. Just sent pictures, some baby, some Phil's baby snake updates because babies are way easier to take pictures of, you know.
1: I think you are looking, Billy. Don't have one yet.
0: So, this picture is super fascinating to me. So, when we switch daylight savings time, obviously we're waking up at a different time. And I never noticed this, but now I find myself waking up earlier so I can catch it. So this is my female uh, Egyptian cat-eyed snake periscoping up against the front of the tub every morning. Look at those shims! Look at those shims! Hefty. But I'd never seen this because the the male doesn't do this at all. But the female every morning, like right at like seven ten, comes out and just. Stands there staring at the ceiling. No idea why, but I thought it was fascinating. I don't know if it's a hunting thing. I don't know if she's waiting for the dew to like, the morning dew to like, yeah. on her body, but absolutely fascinating to me. A species that I'd never known to periscope, I mean, ever. So, and then that's Mike Kosicki's Everglades. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah right. Oh, nice. Things growing. It's getting that nice white face on it. It's looking good. Definitely tell it's gonna be gonna be an Everglades, so to speak. All right. And there's that female pyro. Just loving life in her toilet paper tube. <laughs> and this is an this is an unedited photo. That's just cell phone flash. And dude, crazy color. Love mm. it. Absolutely wow. love it. But going back to those Brahms perches, there we go. So that snake lives on top of those perches. Look a that little guy. I know, right? Who's better than him? Specialty Enclosure Designs perch. Little frozen thought, Pinky. Life is good.
2: Yeah, I need some. I need some good. Some three D printed goodness from him.
0: Yeah, man. The best of the best. So, like, just because you don't have a Chondro, just because you don't have an Amazon Trebo, it doesn't mean that you can't get some specialty enclosure designs purchase to just, you know, better the surface area of the inside of your tub. I mean, this isn't a tub. It's not like this is not some, you know, PVC enclosure. And this is a plastic tub. And uh, I just I wanted to maximize the space.
1: Space efficiency.
0: Space efficiency, man. And it's so funny because he knows, like, he just sits there on top, waiting for something to walk by, and I come in with that pinky and bam, savage.
1: Yeah, those little little bug-eyed bastards are—they don't joke around when it comes to food.
0: They don't, and I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it again: is I've had really bad luck with subox, and I thought maybe it just might be me, and I think I just—I think I just got bad animals. to Sorry to say it, but this guy is, this guy is really, you know, reassuring my fascination with the species. Okay. So they're really
2: cool snakes I, I love their little big eyes seeing every time i see a baby up for some morph market i'm like man whoo i'm like that thing can see into the future of those things <laughs>
3: it's
1: like a full 180 degree field of vision pride right, they see all their their entire field of view just looks like a giant fisheye lens
0: <laughs> rat yeah.
2: are so crazy.
0: It's funny, is too. I feel like when I look at their shed, it doesn't look like a big eye. It just looks like a normal sh- rat snake shed.
1: I'd never noticed that, but
0: yeah, I mean, maybe it's just my observation of it. But uh, Dominique says she's going to bed, but always fun to chat. T minus one hundred and thirty-seven days before Daytona.
1: Feels so. like so far away.
0: It doesn't, man. I feel like it's gonna sneak up and slap us.
2: It always does. It always does.
1: So I'm hoping uh, I'll have plenty of clutches and, and babies to to occupy my time
0: between now and then. So plenty of babies to offload. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Any any eggs yet?
1: no my my ladies on females definitely gravid um, I palpated some of the other females the other day to see if there was anything and I don't there's nothing nothing feels as, as concrete as that one female in terms of positive positively has something in the works but we'll see I uh, I checked the Loma Alta female the other yesterday and didn't feel anything substantial um, the blood red look like maybe she might have something happening i've I, I don't she's kind of spazzy i don't really mess with her a whole lot but i need to i need to check her too i need to see how much longer those have in quarantine too actually now that i think about it the days just blur together <laughs> it's like i blink and, then- and it's like oh it's been Three months already. And... Nice. Come
2: on out. Aggies uh, up
1: and Akis are doing really good. Um, I'm pretty mad at myself because I went to PetSmart this morning and got some wax worms for them since I threw away all my
0: bugs. You literally take, You're reading my mind, bro. Keep going.
1: And I left him. At, I left him at work when I got home. I, I got out of my car and was like,
0: "Damn it!" So they're in the refrigerator, right? No. Oh. Okay. We're gonna have some moths.
1: <laughs> Not yet. well
0: it's funny you mentioned that because I wanted to put some more weight on the knobtails, and I had tried waxworms in the past and it failed they don't care they don't want them but I see all these other guys all over Instagram feeding their knobtails waxworms and I'm like what's wrong with my geckos so I said you know what let me do it this way Let me make sure I get nice big plump ones and I'm going to get the little feeder dishes little ceramic feeder dishes I'll bury the feeder dish in the sand throw the waxworms in there <laughs> couldn't be easier right so three of the breeder females ate three worms each that i could see and i like sifted through the sand to make sure but the one female that needs the weight put on needs the the extra you know mm-hmm. goods literally the dish full just full. Of course. And it's like man
1: I wonder if it's like with Crested, though, because when I had Crested Babies trying to get them onto roaches, you had to like split the roach open a little bit and then rub some of the like, the, the goo on, on their like their nose so that they'd lick it. Mm-hmm. It was like as soon as they licked it, they were like, oh, wait, that's food. And then they'd be all about it. Okay. So it didn't take long. I think it's just, for me at least, it seemed... Like it was just making them realize that that is food, like a sort of associating that scent of the roach and that flavor of the roach okay, with the roach. So it may be worth trying that with, with those guys. I don't know, but yeah, those, uh, those waxworms, man, if you want something to add weight, like those things yeah. are freaking loaded. Super like I I, I, I like to feed them to the Aggies. Um, I don't feed them a lot to the Aggies, but I also don't feed the Aggies a ton either. So it kind of makes up for it. Um, yeah, but I tried to raise my own for a little while too, and I don't. I need to sort of regroup and, and come up with a new strategy for that because I struggled with mine.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, I'm gonna keep trying, and I'll, maybe I'll do what you said and kind of squeeze one out a little bit. Um, I want to get I gotta get those plastic tweezers because all of my stuff is like surgical steel, and I feel like it's not conducive for hand feeding insects. Um. But yeah, I just I, I hadn't done it, and it's crazy. You said waxworms, man, because like, dude, I haven't thought about waxworms in years. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me let me get a couple of them, see how this goes. So,
1: yeah, um, I think it's I think it's just maybe that female not realizing that she's supposed to eat them. You know, because yeah. you think about it when they like you get them from Petsmart or whatever, they come in a a cup of some sort of mulch, I guess, kind of yeah. like substance. So. They probably don't smell a whole lot like food, mm-hmm. I would imagine, at least in theory. Yeah. So maybe it's just making them realize, like this is like association. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And the Ackies don't care because they move. And if it moves and it's small, it's food. So they're gonna, yeah. you know, they're gonna plow through it regardless.
0: A little velociraptors. <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent. That's good, man. That's good. Cox, do you have anything with legs? Uh, I have
2: one leopard gecko that's like thirteen or fourteen years old. Cool, good stuff. Yeah, R.I.P. to the
1: alternative, by the way, buddy. He dude. had a good run.
2: So I'm not gonna lie. This is I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go on to this right now. Uh, I'm thinking it, about buddy. getting. I think I'm about getting him skeleton articulated. That would be cool.
1: I know people yeah. think that's weird, but I actually think it's 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 kind of a cool way to like immortalize an animal in a way like especially yeah. if it was something sure. of sentimental value like I, like I talked to Katie about it and she kind of is like that's weird why would you do that and I'm like well it's like
0: yeah, it's I not can, the same as like a dog or a cat right like I could yeah, see yeah. like oh
1: I got the skull of my dog preserved and it sits on my bookshelf like that is a little bit that's, bizarre that's
0: weird yeah it's like the, the stuffed dog in the show Scrubs oh, <laughs> Rowdy no know. bad yeah. Rowdy <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's, that's bizarre. Yeah,
2: no, it's I, I've, I've been looking at it online trying to figure out if I can find somebody near me who will do it because I don't want to like, dude, I'm not trying to ship it. Or anything, well, there's, but...
0: a, there's a guy in Tampa that does phenomenal work, like on pedestals with decor under mm-hmm. glass dome, if you want. And uh, his shipping is supposed to be flawless. So give it a whirl. A lot of yeah. dry ice. A lot of dry ice.
2: But just, I've i looking at that a lot, like because like, he's still hanging out in the freezer. God, that that damn snake had the nerve to die on the heat tape. Oh.
1: oh. He was old man. Give him a break.
2: I know old geriatric. And it's funny. It, it's weird that he he took one last meal. That two weeks before he ate that he had those couple chicken hearts and that pinky.
1: He said like, goodbye, like, friend.
2: He's like he's a like, yep, that's about it. I'm like I want it. like does he even have any teeth in had anymore? Like I didn't know and
0: how old was he
1: we're not even sure so this is a a gray band i sent him that it was a a male and he was he was pretty old i mean i don't think he was like in his 20s or anything like that but he was up there like double digits i would think easy um and so i was like cox wanted a gray band so i was like hey i got this older guy you know if you want him he's kind of weird with food he doesn't seem to want to put on weight he kind of eats sporadically he's just he's just old man he just so I was like, if you want them, you can have him, I'll send them to you. And Cox took him, and that's been like what, at least a year?
2: Yeah, about a year or so now. And
1: he 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 kicked the bucket. Went out like a champ.
2: He he had a he had a he had a pretty good little last last run, I think. He got a couple people over their fear of snakes, so he was All good right.
1: for that. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was not a fast moving snake. He's just no. man, he was just
0: He's just tired. His work <laughs> is done.
2: There were so many he's days that I'd, I'd pull the rack open, I'd look at him, and I would go, "Oh fuck, is he dead?" And I'd poke him, and he'd be like,
0: <laughs>
1: like the old yeah. dog and Family Guy with the old man, dude. It's there with Jesse. I'm
2: like, I'm like, what are you doing, bud? And he's like, "Guess who?"
1: And I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Come on, Jesse. <laughs>
2: That's you want good. you want you some uh, some chicken gizzards?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> You do need Grey Bands. Grey Bands are awesome. (coughs) Getting babies to eat is not awesome, but Grey Bands, once they're eating, are awesome. By far the hardest snakes I've ever had
0: to get going, without a doubt. i got to find... I think I've mentioned this before. I don't know if it was on the show or not, but I have two captive bred baby boomslangs. Oh, God. In my freezer. And I want to make them into... Rocks glasses, but I don't know how to go about that because everything that I've read is that you'd you have to make like you'd have to make like a sealed thing of formaldehyde. But like I was thinking, like maybe acrylic.
1: You know what I mean? Like those resins that you see people doing. Yeah, yeah like they do like yeah. the bugs,
0: scorpions, and stuff in the resins. I thought about doing something like that, but you this is this has got you know bioactivity inside it while there's the bugs is like you'd have
1: to you'd have to like inject them with alcohol or something to preserve them
0: yeah but that's what mm-hmm. i got to figure out. if anybody knows how to do that let you me gotta know got to embalm your boomslang and remove its venom and shit like that they're so tiny they're so tiny they're literally like basically the length of two cigarettes oh my god that's little... they're like they're like that big i mean like that big so tiny Adorable, full color. Sad. Mm. Yeah,
1: Chris is breeding some gray bands. I sent him; those were really nice ones too.
2: Man, man, when baby snakes roll and like little things like that, man, it pisses you off so bad. You're like, "What did I do wrong?" And sometimes you just didn't do anything wrong.
0: Yeah, Yeah, some just weren't meant to be. Dude, it's the famous Ville chameleon thing. You know, that's why Mom had sixty eggs because most of them aren't going to make it. You know, as sad as it is.
2: Yeah, that's what the that sulfur corn because I got the the. That email buff, it was. I was gonna. Ha, I I got him because I bought a yearling sulfur from Joe, and he was getting out and everything. So it was like, I just was like, okay, you know what? I want some corn from my buddy who that was his thing. So I got the sulfur and he sent me the email with him or with her, and she just rolled one day and I, she regurged a couple times. I was like, oh fuck, man, is it crypto? Uh, so that's what I went through not that long ago and tested my stuff for crypto and everything, and I was like, everything came back clean, and they're just like, sometimes that just shit just happens.
1: Yeah, I don't I see. That's kind of been my experience with the birds. Is if you have some that that regurg, and you try to feed them again, and they regurg, and you try to feed them again, and they regurg, it doesn't even necessarily have to be crypto. It just seems to really just, just destroy the, their GI tract. It track. just, yeah. I mean, it just like some of them I've had a you know some some over the years. They just they didn't come back. You know, they just they deteriorated from there, and it just seems like they're they're sensitive to regurg like that and it's like unless you just flat out don't feed them for a minimum of a month they're just going to continue to struggle you know and it's like i said it's i don't think it's anything i don't think it's like crypto um they just seem in terms of like other pantherophists they seem oddly sensitive to to that kind of thing and like larger meals i've noticed like they don't especially babies like larger meals do not seem to jive with them very well so now I, i tend to try and go a little smaller or something that's of the appropriate size, but definitely not anything like. I don't like to push them. You know what I mean?
2: Like, yeah, and that's. I'm going through the, I'm going through it right now with my eastern, uh, my male a- a- eastern rat um, that I got from most. It's like he could probably take a fuzzy, but I'm like, dude, I'm, like, I'm just, I just give him a couple of pinkies at a time. I give him mm-hmm. two, three pinkies, and just let him work those down sit on his heat for a couple days. I mean, they're not the most nutritionally sound meal, and he's right. definitely way behind because my gray rats, whenever they were that size, I got when I got them from Joe, dude, the biggest bump I ever got was I took a, a frog leg I bought from Kroger, and just the bottom calf, you know how you frog legs mm-hmm. are like that thigh of that calf? Yeah. I just snipped off the calf with some ki- kitchen shears yep. and put it in there with some mouse fur on it, and they ate it down, and I'll stop for a second because it was huge in them. I was like, oh, God, I just fucking killed both these snakes. But, that calcium from that big old just bone in there, I'm telling you, I'm like, they start growing so fast. Well, they was getting pulled over. Um, right <laughs> but, man, that calcium, that's why I started. I think baby colubrids really do well with a little bit of calcium dusting. Not regularly. Don't do it all the time. Right. But every now and then, I'll just take like a little bit of just some bullshit Zoo calcium and just sprinkle yeah. it on the head of a pinky. and feed it something... And I think they just do a lot better.
1: I think you could go one step further and do like Pangea. That's what Brahms did with some of his baby chondros to get them, give them a boost. Cause that's a complete diet. You know, yeah. That's got all the minerals and supplements and stuff in the right ratios. And you know, they added, if you get like the the red label, which has the BSF ground up in it as well, which is mm-hmm. like wax worm level, you know, fat and proteins and stuff. I'm interested. I would like to try that myself at some point um, and see if, you know, you get like one of a runty, Individual in a clutch and see if that sort of helps boost them. You know, everything David's talked about is like anecdotal, but it sounds like it seemed to to make a difference for him.
2: And the the cutting also helps a lot. The cutting, yes, cutting them out because whenever I did it with the eastern hog, um, dude, his his growth has just exploded. Like I'm not kidding. That thing, he's taking rat pup or uh, rat crazy. Dude, I started doing that thing where I just I would cut the the, just the top between the eyes. I would cut there. I would cut one time on the rump. Or maybe like on a thigh on the side, and dude, his growth just exploded because that I heard a lot of people say eastern hogs, if you get them to lag in growth, that's when they start wanting to go back to frogs.
1: Yeah, they kind of flounder. If you
2: if you if you just keep them going with rodents and you keep their growth just going going going, they he, he's he's an amazing snake, one of my favorites, honestly. But it was just, it's crazy whenever I started doing that, and he just started. I mean, every other day I was like, man, he's in shed again. He's hmm. in shed again. His eyes are blue again.
1: I wanna I wanna recreate that study badly, and I'm when I'm I'm I tell myself at least the last couple of clutches of stuff I've had that I'm gonna do it, and I haven't mostly because of time and like yeah. now I have to weigh everything once a week and like but yeah. I do I do at some point legitimately want to dedicate like a clutch, be it bears or corns, so something slightly smaller would be nice. That way I'm not doing like you know thirty animals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I I think whatever I do, the results will probably be similar to what was done the first time with the cutting and the the growth rates and stuff like that. You know, I did that with Crested's you noticed like when I was getting stuff switched over to roaches, I would weigh them all every week. And the ones that started taking roaches, I mean, it was like their growth just went 90 degrees, like unbelievable. Um, I have old pictures of it on my Instagram. I'll have to dig up and show, but like you saw the point where they started eating roaches and it just immediately like skyrocketed. Like they would kind of coast and sort of be flat the entire time when they were on diet. As soon as roaches came into the picture, they just exploded.
2: And that's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, I've noticed that with fish a lot. If you have a, a, a batch of fry from some guppies and you're just feeding them straight, just like um, if you're taking um, your fish flake and you're doing this with it in your hand to feed your fry, then they'll grow. They'll get some, t- they'll, you'll get a little bit. But if you go and you get like a fluval, they make a food with black soldier fly larva in it. Yeah, really? You do that stuff. And it, yep. they start growing like that. And I've even taken, a, there's a thing called Vibra Bites. I think they're more heavy on krill than fish meal in it. And I'll take that and I'll put it in a sandwich bag. And I'll just whack it with a wine bottle. Get it to a fine powder. i feed those to fry. Dude, I think I that's think really big on, like we always talk about, the bone density, keratin, stuff like that. Really causes a big growth growth rate because we're not just feeding them a sack of water maybe some okay. tissue a little bit of fat i think it helps out a lot
0: very interesting
1: yeah i don't i find that just that aspect of it and and feeding and stuff you know what is there that we don't know if cutting is if something as simple as cutting makes that big of a difference you know what else are we not doing that could make a giant difference and even if it's you know coating the one end of a mouse in in pangea or something or if we're just mixing it up with water and injecting a little bit into into food you know like that would be a whole another separate sort of home experiment to try out and see what happens um because i think even with the pangea i mean you're you're looking i don't think you'd need a lot really to get the job done i mean Mm -hmm. the biggest concern for me with that stuff and like you were saying with the calcium powder is is overdoing it Uh, yeah toxicity from from something be it calcium or or you know any one of the vitamins but uh you think also how tiny baby crested's are if they can handle pangea i'm sure pretty much any snake of any, you know, especially neonates could probably handle it no problem too. I mean, I think realistically, the, the the liver and kidneys of a of a baby corn are probably the same size, if not a little bigger, than a baby crested. And if those are, are handling it, then I would assume maybe a snake probably would too.
0: Yeah, my only concern with that is that you have an animal that is designed to eat plant based material and those sugars and the fruit and that kind of stuff, nectar, and then you have a strictly carnivorous animal. I, I wonder if an overabundance of that might mess up their GI a little bit.
1: I mean, well, I, I, th- I would also think you're looking at the gut content of a mouse, though.
2: I was going to say the I think you're think you're definitely looking into that, but also at the same time, um, I'm not saying you should do that every feeding. Like if you're feeding, like Doc uh, Lopeman talks about with dipsetids, um, you see him talk about some of them have to eat three times a week. Yeah, I'm not saying put you know. Oh.
1: No, no. I'll cut every meal because that's
0: not. Adding. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, I'm not talking about cutting. I'm talking yeah, about no, hundred percent. Yeah,
1: hundred yeah, percent. Doing that, I wouldn't do yeah. that every every meal. You know. Mm-hmm. He gone
0: gone. Uh oh. Yeah, I think what he was trying to say is that if you're feeding it dips added three times a week, you're not doing it for all three feedings. You're doing it for yeah. one of the three, and it's just to get the ball rolling in the first yeah. six months, say.
2: Yeah. Oh there, and then,
0: oh, there he is. Yeah, he's messing with us. I
2: vanished. Yeah. Um. And I definitely think that who was it? Somebody was recently was doing repti links with the fruit to the tegu blend. Who was doing that?
1: Uh I don't remember who that was.
2: Did you see that too? where the corn were eating those.
1: Mm-mm.
2: Oh God, who was doing that on Instagram?
1: I remember we were talking about it not that long ago. I think, but.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scott says uh, do not discount secondary digestion Phil every wild meal can have a secondary digestion elements and yeah that's what Smitty was saying is that you know the rodent is eating the fruits and the berries and whatever else and the grains and therefore the snake's eating it so yeah that's a good point it's a great point yeah even even lizards if you have a lizard eating mm-hmm. snake the lizard's eating a bug that was eating a plant so yeah that makes sense that's,
1: that's, that's why I take you know what, me and Jake feed the mice pretty seriously. You know, they yeah. don't get just, just one thing. They get, I've been like honey nut Cheerios, not, well, not the honey, but just regular Cheerios. I've been doing that. Um, they freaking love those. That's a nice sort of addition to the, the rotation. You know, they get haze and um, we don't do the rodent block anymore because the local supplier of that stopped selling it. So now we just, I went through and found the highest quality dog food I could. Because that's pretty much our only option at this point, unless we pay out the nose for Missouri, which I don't even think Missouri was as good as the the uh, Flint River, the FMR stuff we were using before. Um, so I don't I don't know. I mean, it's you can I feel like I'm not into feeding dog food for for feeders, but there are enough sort of higher quality foods now. And if you read the ingredient label and, you know, it's not full of just nothing but different sorts of meals. Yeah. Um, You know, like what we've been feeding them is, is like the number one ingredients, like regular, just salmon, you know, and it's got a lot of extra vitamins and other stuff in it. So.
0: Nice. Have you thought about just going to, I mean, I don't want to say whole foods because that would be really expensive. But going to something like that where you can make your own mixes and grains and, you know, you're buying a 10-pound bag of flax seed and a 10-pound bag of corn, a 10-pound – you know what I mean? You just mm-hmm. mix your own?
1: We were buying – and we need to – for whatever reason, we haven't been lately. But we would get like a Royal Wing sells. They sell that at, at Dr. Supply. It's a bird seed blend, but it's got like mealworms mm-hmm. and dried fruits and sunflower and nice. – you know, Bunch of different other kinds of nut mixes, and they'd go crazy for that too.
0: Yeah, but would that be would it be more cost effective to mix your own? I don't not? think so. Okay. No,
1: I think I think like a five pound bag of that stuff is like twelve bucks, and you can get a fifteen pound bag for like twenty. Okay. Um, and it, like one of those five pound bags or five and a half pound bags will last us a while. You know, we we'll go through maybe one of those a month, maybe. Because we're not giving them a ton of it, you know, they right. they're getting a nice big big handful of the Timothy hay or whatever orchard grass, whatever we end up getting that round. Um, you know, they get some of the dog food, they get Cheerios, and then normally they would get some of that bird seed blend as well. And I think that plays a big part in helping with cannibalism and keeping them from chewing on the tubs and stuff. Is like because you see people talk about rats chewing their ways out of tubs and things, right? I oh, think yeah. a lot of that is just keeping their mouths busy. Like, they have yeah. that hay and stuff to chew on. They have the other food options around to chew on. Like, they don't get desperate to where they feel they have to start chewing their way out of things to, to find Yeah,
0: so. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a rodent. It's, its teeth are still growing. It's got to chew on something. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's good observation.
1: And water access. Yeah. I, I think water is the biggest problem why uh, people get cannibalism with mice. Because I've noticed the the times that I do have cannibalism is the times that that water was either the system got clogged or something or, you know, the bottle in the grow out tank got empty. Um, You know, that's when I noticed there's cannibal problems. Okay. So speaking of me, me and Jake went and cleaned Sunday and we had a I had a small group of four in a tub and. I'm now, because of this, I'm, I'm waiting for them to get a little bigger before I put them in, like, the adult tubs in the small groups that I do with the breeders, but um, two of them had ganged up on one of them, and literally, like, ate the brain. So there was just a Ooh. little skull with a body that hadn't even been touched, and the brain was gone, but the skull was still there, but, like, hollowed out. It was, <laughs> dude, they're <laughs> are freaking Brutal. Oof, is gross. Oof. And I right think there. the problem with that one was and this is like the reason I'm I'm wanting to now wait a little longer and give them an extra week or two to get some size on them before they go into those tubs is I think they struggled like they could reach the water nozzle and they could reach the food on the screen but I think they were just slightly too short to get it regularly. I think they were yeah. wearing themselves out trying to get to that. And so when you have that happen, I think that's when they start turning on each other. And that's when they're like, I'm thirsty. I'm going to eat you and drink your blood. Yep. Because I don't have that issue with my adults. Like, I don't have cannibalism with yeah. full grown adult mice. I don't have that problem. These guys were a little small and I was like, you know, they'll, they can go in there. They'll be all right. So I told Jake, I was like, now nah, we're just going to, I'm just I'm just going to wait until they're, they're pretty much full grown before I start putting them into those you know, 1.3s or whatever that, that we do. So okay. do you, do you ever forward. give them
2: like a Stewart block or anything?
1: No, I used to buy the, the mealworm blocks that you get for birds and cut those up. Mm-hmm. I called them mice crispies. Cause you cut it up into squares. It looked just like rice crispy treats, but I'd cut it up into squares and just put a block of that in there with them. Yeah. Um, and they, man, they love some dried mealworms. Like they go, they go nuts over those, uh, but that, just, that was to the point where it was just getting expensive, and they eat it so fast, it doesn't last. So I was yeah, just, yeah. I don't, you know.
2: Well, I was wondering, because I you can eat the two blocks, like it's like a berry blend for, you know. I've
1: thought about it, but to me, it seems to me, because we have one of those little holders in a, in a tree in the front yard, and we would, you know, we get it for the birds all the time. I think it's, it's too much fat and, and oil and stuff. Okay. You know, it's a lot of that. It's almost like butter.
3: Yeah, it's, just it's much of
1: that and less of the, the nuts itself because I have yeah. thought about it like I've looked at them and been like you know those probably wouldn't be bad for the mice but then after taking a closer look at it and sort of feeling it and stuff myself and reading the ingredients um I think it's just it's all it's all fat and and just stuff that they 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 can have I'm sure but you'd have to make it almost like a dessert sort of thing like they only get a little bit of that once a week
0: what about those uh those can of worms or canos you know they have a can of snails and it's like Zubat, mm-hmm. I think have you thought about getting like a can of mealworms where it's already candied and dried and you could just... I have it.
1: but it's okay. like as expensive as those cans are at PetSmart and how small they are, I might as well just... Because Tractor Supply and Lowe's, they all sell dried mealworms by the bag, by like one pound bag. Mm-hmm.
3: But even those aren't,
1: aren't cheap either. You know, it's like yeah. if I'm just... If I'm going to do that, I'm just going to get that Royal Wing blend with the, the dried mealworms in it and just get it over with because then they're getting that and more.
0: Yeah. Um, And then have you been putting live mealworms too?
1: I haven't yet. Okay.
0: Oh, man, they're going to lose their mind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have no
1: doubt they'd eat them. Um, I haven't. I know. So, like, I think Rob and maybe Matt Most, they give theirs, uh, like, unsalted shelled peanuts. Okay. I really like those a lot. I haven't haven't done those yet either. I'll cut up sweet potato (laughs) and put it in with mine. They really like that a lot. I think that's good for the moms because it's, you know, it's high carb um you know it's sweet so they're all about it and uh they're a lot like us where if you give them sweet stuff they're gonna eat that first every time you know yeah. you're gonna just they don't have any self-control um that's why i give them regular cheerios instead of honey nut uh, but those man those cheerios man they go crazy for those and then walmart sells a mega box for like five dollars and it's huge and that usually lasts me about a week
0: so good but I think give, I'm. Give free, see what happens.
1: My hope there is that with the dog food, which isn't a super greasy, like I said, it's a higher quality dog food. It's not like Old Roy or you know Old busted shit like that. Um, the dog food, I think, I'm hoping that the Cheerios sort of counterbalance that with like cholesterols and stuff like that and and things. I don't know. It's just I'm I'm, I'm always thinking about about feeders and how they're you know how they're being fed and trying to figure out sort of what's the sweet spot and getting the healthiest ones possible, and so. Good. Um, Smith Farms.
2: Smith,
1: Smith Farms. Farms.
0: Oh, man. Well, gentlemen, is there anything else we want to touch base on before we wrap this one up? No, yeah. I all think right. I'm a, They were all pretty tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Ryan Cox, thank you for joining us. A pleasure as always. Uh, thanks for having me on. always like to sit around and shoot the shit with you guys. Can- Yeah, man, your family—we love it. Justin, you make me do the outro as well.
1: This was episode 114 of Snakes and Stogies, brought to you by BlackBoxCages.com. Check them out: Facebook, Instagram, their website. Uh, Hit us up; our response times are pretty quick—very quick, actually. Lead times are incredibly quick, and. You know, you need a rack, you need a cage. We're the people you need to be talking to. And Phil Wolf can now attest, because he has his hands on it. He has his hands on the goods. I can.
0: Uh, yeah, screen. I'm really eager to see what happens when I blast it with heat and just hook it. I'm, I'm, I really like... That screen is gorgeous. Like, from whatever grade of wiring, wire cage screening they use, that, that shit looks good. So
1: Yeah, that that ain't gonna break... I mean, yeah, it ain't going to deform you, or warp should, I from feel the... like you could probably jump on it like a trampoline and it wouldn't even bust. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, blackboxcages.com and then Puget Sound Pythons, Gendra, Jeff and Kendra. Woo-hoo! Awesome folks, we're happy to call friends, check them out, Facebook, Instagram, they have YouTube as well, Reptile News Radio, uh, you need to check it out.
2: You do. Go tell Jeff you like his mustache. That's right. Uh, He's keeping that mustache way longer than I thought he would. I'm really proud of him. I'm proud of that, man. Really proud of him. I've shaved my beard more than he shaved his mustache.
1: (laughs) There is no THP this week. What happened? There's corn stars this week. Ooh. Very nice, very nice. I'm going to leave it at that. Very nice. I don't want to tease too much. In case the backs out. No, it's... I just... I like to keep some mystery, you know. I don't want to show my hand. Pay no attention
2: to the man behind the curtain.
1: Yes, yes. So that'll be good. Chris and I doing our thing, talking some corn snakes, all that good stuff. Uh, We'll see y'all later. Later on, y'all. Bye.